We're live. Fuck it. Let's fucking go. We are alive, aren't uh, we? Yeah. And uh, took a little while to uh, get this fucking thing set up. Um, welcome to the DTF podcast. This is going to be episode five, I think. I can't remember. Um, I haven't done an episode in over a year. Um, live from the new studio as well with my boy Ian Western. It's dope. It's a work in progress. I'm sitting plush right now (laughs) in a recliner. There's a lot of boxes and a lot of bullshit in here, but there's two sick recliners and two mics and two douchebags. So um, this is going to be an episode basically freestyle mode. Um, Ian is a life coach and salesperson. Um, and so he's gonna start, have you launched yet? No, I have not launched yet. All right. Well, he's, so the proper term would be aspiring and building, but I will make it happen. Aspiring and building. And yeah, you got the mindset, you got the tools, the experience, the knowledge. So it's all about, uh, getting, getting that plant to start growing or planting the seed and starting to water it. I guess would be a better analogy. Um, I'm drinking a Sapporo premium uh, Japanese beer. I'm drinking a LaCroix. (laughs) Ian's off the sauce uh, at the moment. Um, What's that thing you're doing again? Tell me about it. Yeah, 75 hard. Uh, Shout out Andy Frisella, also a great podcaster. Um, His two best known podcasts are MF CEO Project and real af and so 75 hard is a mental toughness challenge where you go 75 days and on every single one of those days you do two workouts for 45 minutes each one of those workouts has to be outdoors and they cannot be back to back you drink a gallon of water every day 10 pages of reading every day uh, a progress photo every day and you stick to a diet every day and you can't have any cheat meals or alcohol and if you slip once you start from the beginning and it's one of the most militant things i've ever done um i'm I'm a pretty fun loving guy and recognize that i needed to build my not only my mental toughness but my ability to commit and follow through and after listening to him um, explain how this challenge does just that in a really like no excuses way. I was like, I got to do it. So I'm doing it. Um, For sure. How's the workouts been? Or what workouts, have you been doing to work out? Well, dude, we're in San Diego. So it's like the easiest place to fucking do it. True um, there are people in Minnesota that are doing it in the winter when it's like negative 15 degrees outside and they have to go jog. You know, full snow gear. That's 75 extra hard. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, uh, I go surf. I bike. I mountain bike. I, uh, there's a heavy bag outdoors in my gym sometimes. So it's that part's been easy. The hardest part for me, sticking to what I decided on the paleo diet. I'm just bored. I crave carbs. I crave <laughs> candy, like chocolate. Um, it's just very simple. But, energy is is uh is good follow through is good my favorite part's the reading and yeah that's uh that's a little bit of what i'm in now um i know like you're like the big boss man or whatever you <laughs> think you are yeah but i, w- I want to give Definitely. whoever in the world 
has blessed us with their attention, some context on you and me. What both, do you think? Are, both are all four people, or maybe there's, I think, I think I have like 65 people who listen to this. Dog, podcast. it's timeless either way. That's true. Like it can most be broadcast people, into space. Most people will listen to this after we're both expired. So <laughs> hello from the past. Yeah. <laughs> Just two douchebags and, and plush leather chairs. This is what douchebags sounded like back in the day. Mm-hmm. So here we are. But, um, yeah, I think context is king. Um, thank you for letting me explain that 75 hard challenge. And, of course, man. Uh, go look it up if anyone's interested. No, I've heard about it on, on TikTok, mm-hmm. um, which is my favorite uh, social media platform. Um, and, yeah, people people rave about it. I mean, I'm impressed um i don't yeah i thought it was something entirely different when i first heard 75 hard i was like i've uh i'm just gonna have a bone sounds like for what, 75 days sounds like what happens when you had a little bit of whiskey 75 percent hard or uh <laughs> something like that i don't know gee yeah so yeah that's uh that's cool man i'm uh <clears throat> i mean was there something that sparked the the doing of this or was it just a challenge you wanted a challenge or so let's yeah let's uh again let's let's start from the beginning mm. let's let's start with, with start. like the origin of me and tucker and and how Ian oh, met tucker yes i i think it's a story it's a hero it's it's a journey of two heroes <laughs> on their own path well, it really is <laughs> or a, a hero and a villain You're, you could be my sidekick I've, but like i'm i'm trying to call you a hero no i appreciate it i felt more like a villain as of recent but i'll i'll enlighten you well, that, well, but. let's talk hold on to that okay. let's get into that but Absolutely. first anyone listening to this needs to know that tucker and i met on the internet mm. Mm. yeah but Grindr. then we met in in real life and the thing that connected us uh was game uh which has a lot of context around the pursuit of romantic partners but goes, that's right folks pick up yeah pick up the pickup community i was new in san diego i was looking for wingmen to go out with and pick up chicks with like straight up and a lot of people be like oh he's he's a misogynist whatever that's not it we wanted to have fun we want to have romantic adventures like don't overcomplicate it everybody right. wants that right um i would equate it Sorry to interrupt, but I would, no. I would equate it to kind of like a, you'd think of like a, almost a religion, which hear me out. There's people who dabble, there's people who are devout, and then you've got your extremists, right? So same thing with pickup, right? There's people who dabble in it, there's people who are devout with it, and then there's extremists. The most publicity is from the extremists or people who do like fucked up things or like um, act bad towards girls or or guys whatever they're going for with these skills but um what i took and what i think you took out of it a lot is more of the mindsets and more of the um self-confidence boosters that and and mindfulness traits that you get from it and the ego death that comes from it so um that's more of why i like it i'm not into it to uh you know fuck a bunch of chicks bro um no we we want to fuck high quality chicks fuck a bunch of high quality um, chicks and <laughs> i i've i've learned this about myself like there have been times where I've, I've had abundance in that area but i'm not able to con- consistently keep that abundance uh i because i prefer 
the deeper connections right which right. are fewer and further between right right because yeah even even this is something from pickup like at the start you have a lack of experience and and at, when you're experienced you have a lack of emotion so what what you go for is just those numbers at the start for sure but then once you get those numbers which i feel like we both have plenty of numbers um in terms of like success oh my it, gosh. it becomes we, that you want that depth of an experience with someone in that shared experience something that's actually like meaningful and and has potential to be uh lengthy you know not necessarily forever because forever doesn't exist but <clears throat> but something that's just not superficial something that you can bank on and someone you can put your trust in um, but so, there's a lot of people out there who settle, you know, and they, they just go for the first girl that'll, that'll put up with them and then they just pander to them or, or maybe it's a girl to a guy. So I don't, I don't want to be one sided with this, but uh, yeah, I, this is just how we met this story. Just, sorry. Yeah. Uh, we well, we're on a tangent of game and you, we should, we should definitely do like a dedicated session, just game we could. and how it's, how it's made us better. Better humans. Better humans. Yeah, absolutely. That that pos that contribute more positively to the world, and maybe I'll get the story. So we met, we met um, in a community that teaches men how to carry themselves in a way that is attractive, and we met online. I was new to San Diego. I needed to make friends. We met at a bar. There are, as Tucker mentioned, a lot of people um, in this community that have intense social anxiety do not have much experience socializing and are for lack of a better word just going just awkward and for whatever reason tucker and i uh, we've met other people in the community and and we didn't those friendships for myself didn't really last but tucker and i have been very close since we met and and that unified us and and we shared the common values of personal development and we both come from extremely different backgrounds. Uh, he's West Coast, I'm East Coast. But our our interest in improving ourselves, being a positive influence to, to all those that we interact with, and just squeezing the most juice out of life has, has, has kept us coming back to each other, teaching each other, doing cool shit. We just got, we just went on an epic snowboarding trip. Um, we've had romantic adventures we've had adventures into nature and now i have the honor of uh talking into a microphone while looking at your ugly ass <laughs> <laughs> yeah no we've been, we've been talking about doing this for a while you know and um and i mean we could have easily recorded that fucking conversation up to mammoth you know what i mean like we we uncovered some shit like we we're both on edibles you know <laughs> seven hour drive you're, you're gonna get into some shit but uh i mean you had just gone through a breakup i went through a breakup like months and months ago so mine wasn't i mean i was everything but over mine you know like i don't know i barely i don't have anything really um tuck seems solid right now yeah in terms of in terms and of you just got like, a new motorcycle and I don't know. I'm feeling feeling a little aroused. You feeling my energy? Yeah. No, I feel great, man. Like I feel light and free and fucking awesome. Like uh I've this was one of the uh, how do I put this lightly? Um uh, better breakups that I've gone through because um 
I tried everything I wanted to try to, to make it work. And once I was satisfied that, Hey, this, this is an incompatibility thing. Um, basically the straw broke the camel's back and, uh, and it ended abruptly, but at the same time, it was like a fucking, like the calm just washed over me at the same time because it was, you know, stressful to, to try and maintain something that was basically trying to scoop water out of a sinking ship. Um, but yeah, we had both just kind of gone through something like that. And so really the conversation like was about how to overcome something, how to live a life in abundance, how to, uh, how to really think highly of yourself, even though it was deep, you know, sometimes there's, there's external forces that are going to make you try to make you feel bad. That's, that's basically what's happened to me recently. So, um, do you want me to just get into this fucking story? It's kind of a, that's a good tangent. Sure. Or but uh, really quick. Go ahead. I, I just want to emphasize that another trip you and I took to go to a seminar for uh, the community through which we met, we drove up to L.A. together. Mm. I don't think we stopped talking once. Like, Oh, I wrapped the whole thing of uh, acid raindrops. Yes. Maybe so that was one time we, stopped, we, we, had a, we stopped our conversation. But yep. he and I connect naturally on so many things. And uh, I just want to say I value your friendship. And now, now, dude, he took the time to set all this stuff up. I know that he's doing it with other people. <laughs> it's fucking dope. Um, Thanks, bro. And he has helped me cultivate resilience in areas of my life. Now we get to talk about it. Uh, many things to say. Hopefully this is not the last time we do this. No, for sure. And I know you have a story on your head and I want to hear it. Yeah. I mean, it's, sounds like my bike. Um, so it's just something like in terms of that relationship, right? Like, like I'm talking to other people now. I'm, I'm completely moved on, right? Like I'm happy, like looking forward to this summer, you know, it's fucking, going to be people are saying it's like going to be like the roaring 20s i don't know about all that but um i think it's going to be a fun time and people are all pent up with uh wanting to socialize and stuff like that it's a good time to be single is what i'm saying um really excited so uh and when that relationship ended man it ended i thought on good terms some nice things were said you know like she said she loved me forever you know i was like this was a great thing you know we had good times blah 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 um and we cut it you know and i was proud of her i was like damn good job like you didn't contact me like i asked you not to for like uh three months so then this whole time so she had me get a a bag of stuff for her when uh when the day after we broke up and I was like, sure. Yeah, whatever you want. I'll bag up any stuff. Cause she had a lot of stuff in my place. And so like th- two weeks later, I discover that she's uh, left this coat that has sentimental value. And I'm like, ah, damn it. So, um, I actually hit up one of our mutual friends. I'll tell you after. And, uh, I asked her, I was like, um, yo, like, what should I do here? Cause I, I don't want to like reopen this. I know she's going through some things right now. Um, should I like just bite the bullet and take it back to her, hit her up and take it back to her? Should I leave it at her doorstep? I don't want it to get taken. You know what I mean? Cause there's sentimental value there. I want her to know that it's there. She's like, you know what? There's still emotions there. Just put it somewhere where you don't see it all the time and just wait for her to, to text you about it because she's 
going to text you about it at some point. I'm like, okay, that's good advice, I guess. I don't know, whatever. It's from someone who I take their opinion highly. So I was like, all right, cool. And uh, so then cut to last week, last a week ago, tomorrow, um, last Thursday, one of her friends hits me up that, oh yeah, she wants this coat and like nine other things. And I'm like, okay, I don't know. I know where one or two of those things are. I don't know where the other seven or eight are, whatever. And, um, and so I'm like, okay, um, well, I'll see if I can find that stuff. And when I do, I'll hit her up and we'll, uh, we'll find a time for me to get them to her because it's been three months, right? This obviously isn't stuff that you need in your life, not a big time constraint around it. So then, uh, yeah, I uh, cut to Monday, right? Just this last Monday. Um, my ex herself hits me up saying that I need to give her her things and to stop, basically stop stalling. And I'm like, well, I haven't been stalling. I didn't know about this at all. Um, first of all, second of all, I don't know where all this shit is. Um, like she lost a lot of stuff while we were together, you know, debit cards, IDs, like all this shit. Oh, really? Girls never lose stuff. Right, right. So I'm like, I'm like, you know, maybe some of this stuff isn't here. I'll look for it, but I don't know. I'm not going to go on a fucking scavenger hunt. You know, I like I'm working two jobs now. I told you I got the job at the coffee shop, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm working two jobs now loving it like fucking enjoying the fuck out of my time now and i don't really have time to upend my life for some stupid shit other than the sentimental thing that you might have left over at my house so um i'm like it, it i might get it to you next week i might it might take a little while but i'll get it to you i'll get you your stuff as much as i can and she's like she said that it's controlling and it can't be on my time and that I'm trying to manipulate her again. And I was like, Whoa. And all of a sudden she goes off, bro. She goes off with how I was the worst thing that ever happened to her that, um, she regrets every second that we were together. She made her come that I should, that I should forget that her and I ever were a thing. Like I was like, Holy shit. You sound like someone who is still hurt. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. after three months, you're still fucking hurt. Like, damn. And you and you seem fine after two days, you know? Like, so, um, so yeah, anyway, she verbally uh, berates me for a while. Um, and I was like, damn. Like, she's showing me that I made such a good decision. Because I was kind of like, did I make a good decision? You know, I was going to stand by it. I would have never talked to her again, you know? Just because I'm a, I'm a person that doesn't look back. I just kind of swim forward like a shark. And, uh, so yeah, she, she hits me with everything she's got, man. She, she was like throwing anything she could at me to try to get me to feel bad. And the thing is you can't make me feel bad if I already don't, like I would have felt bad right away if there's something to feel bad about and I would apologize. But, um, I felt good about that relationship and about all the effort that I put in to try to save it and make it something. So I was, my mind was already made up. I was just more like, damn, like what's, what's going on with you? Like, I'm sorry that you, you want to try to hurt me now, <laughs> but I mean, that's what hurt people do. You know, they try and hurt people. So, um, so anyway, I'm like, all right, whatever. And I, I ended up hanging up on her cause I just couldn't take the verbal, uh, abuse she was trying to throw at me. So, um, 
whatever abuse is a strong word but because it wasn't hurting me at all I was, I was just like you seem upset it's not a good use of your time right right so anyway headed to work and i get a text message from someone some random text um push comes to shove it turns out to be some dude threatening me um threat threatening to come here to my business come to my home he's like i know where you live i know where you work um and i'm gonna make your life miserable unless you give her back her shit and i'm like first of all (laughs) don't fucking threaten me you do not know what i have in this shop um (laughs) you do not want to come in here and and it's got assets i've got resources so um but I no, I didn't say that. I said I explained the situation. I was like, "Listen, man, I don't know who you are, but I am trying to get her her shit back. I don't have it all, but and this is a today thing. Like she's let me know that there's a big time constraint on this today. Her friend did not say that. Oh, she needs it back by this time or that time. So I was like, "There's a time constraint on it today. This is the lowest thing on my fucking priorities. You know, I don't, I do not care about my ex girlfriend's shit that she has forgotten about for three fucking months. Like." I, I very lightly care about it. And so, uh, he, I end up just taking the shit that I had coat and, uh, like one other thing I could find and uh motherfucker still leaves me a shitty review online. Jesus, yeah. dude, that's so fucking low. Did you, did you talk to your ex about it? Oh yeah. And she said, no, he didn't. I just, for what it's worth, when I do see eloquent responses to negative reviews, I take that into consideration. Sure. Um, and I think... Oh, other, I'm not worried about it. Yeah, other intelligent people do as Point well. Point being here, bro. It's such a below-the-belt shot, though. Like, Jesus. Point being, I I can't believe how like convoluted it can get when someone just takes time and like talks to their friends and gets their fucking... Like, gets a case built against you and spins this yarn that you're this bad person. And they the friends dab them up about oh yeah he's a bad person and then they go back and forth and back and forth and all of a sudden you're the fucking villain you know what i mean so in this story they needed a villain i'm the villain um but yeah like for a little while i was like damn like am i a bad dude like because i had her friends saying that shit to me and like and so and then i get a review saying that shit and I, like it's crazy how they they're all calling me this fucking like uh manipulative fucking narcissist and i'm like if you were in my head you would not think that like i i do not i know you think i'm well you're best not manipulative (laughs) bro um thank you and i i'm sorry that you're going through that and i can say that i relate to that confusion and the pain that i can cause i've been through similar experiences with with breakups yeah that's completely to question your integrity your identity yeah your behaviors but ultimately that shit is all in the past and the more you ruminate on it you're you're living in the past right it was two days ago Mm -hmm. so so uh it's not like something it that's what i'm saying it didn't it's fresh it didn't hurt me at all but i almost was like like you just question yourself you're like wait a sec like did something happen? Did I black out and something happened? I was like, no, no, I did not. Like, I haven't blacked out in years. So, um, thank goodness I've made a point to not. So, uh, but yeah, I was like, he's not a fun blackout. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> it's true. He's it's funny. Spray people with a hose. <laughs> yeah, it's no good. 
so yeah it's it's one of those things where like um people are just trying their best to hurt you and i more look at like like i said what's going on in your life where you feel like you need to hurt me because okay my thing is bro if after a relationship the person who is nice and cordial is the one who is doing better you know what i mean the one who's fucking mean and bitter and fucking salty is typically the one that's not handling it as well you know what i mean that's that's my opinion but yeah. like those people who have decided to part ways who's doing better doesn't matter right they're all they're each on their own journey and they're each going to have their own degree of pain and they're each going to recover from their breakup and and grow at different rates in different directions true true um, but when they when they interact again like i think it's important to note <clears throat> that if you want someone to regret something like like if that's your fucking motive mm-hmm. going balls to the wall trying to make trying to hurt them is probably the worst way you can do it you know what i mean like if your mo- my motive is not to make anyone feel bad after our relationship it's it's to it's to reminisce and be like i'm glad we were together and and ended on a good yes. note and yes and all that shit good and and uh, eventually maybe be able to get a beer again together or Whatever. see each other in public and it's good energy there's right. no tension right that that is what i that's the to what i would strive for very hard to put into practice yeah um, absolutely as far as the person trying to hurt the other being in a worse place i i would agree with you they are channeling bad energy when they're doing that um right. and there's so many different reasons for that uh, that said, when you recognize that, like, hey, they're utilizing their energy to cause further harm where no harm is due, you you can take a step back and like, oh, I, I don't need to be the recipient of that bad right. energy. Oh, and I knew, yeah, yeah, I knew that. That's one of the big reasons I broke up with her. So that her, the energy was off from, from one side. So it's it's just one of those things, man, like, like if this wouldn't happen, I wouldn't be bringing up no, my breakup no. at all because it was so fucking long ago. Like I'm way past it. Like it's dope that you're you're bringing it up and we're recording because it 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 is way more like a casual conversation that you and I would have. Like right, right. It's, it, it is it is definitely like being recorded affects the dynamic a little bit. But uh, no, I appreciate. It. My brain is always like, yo, let's structure it. What value can we give the audience? But I, right, I no, I freestyle, bro. Too, I straight freestyle. I and this could just be mm-hmm. like practice for when, you know. Ultimately, I think your your content would go good in a podcast. So when we do your um, businesses podcast, you can do more of a structure thing. You know, we could do it here. You know, but for me, I just kind of like to be like, what is on the mind? What has recently happened? You know, like what? Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like to me, almost like an outward therapy session. I love it. You know what I mean? Like, I love it. But I'm and I'm unstifled, and that's honestly a big thing that I like about <clears throat> about my life right now is that I don't answer to motherfucking anyone, bro. I do what the hell I want to do. Like, I I have so much good energy in my life right now that it's like my cup runneth over. 
You know what I mean? Like you saw, you saw me at the uh, shindig we went to two weekends ago. Yeah, pool party. Yeah, yeah, bro. I was. He wore jeans to the pool party. <laughs> let's let's just remember that. I'm a. <laughs> it's I'm the horrible. second pool party I have been to where Tucker has decided to wear jeans at. <laughs> <laughs> the audience true. must know this that's true you're not you're not lying uh i don't know how to dress for pool parties but i do know how to bring the motherfucking energy at pool parties because the hosts of it were like thank you for coming and showing people how to fucking like bring the energy and shit like that and me and v were like leading that dance party man like um and you were djing so so i guess you were leading it in, in a way as well so a conductor yes absolutely ian ian djs he spins the ones and twos um i've been known to to drop some slappy bass lines <laughs> uh but yeah um once upon a time like i i'm just so like content with where my life is and i wouldn't i wouldn't change a motherfucking thing so really quick a phrase that Owen Cook, one a, a shared uh, public speaker mentor in the game community that that Tucker and I both admire that I've learned from. Um, when he talks, he talks about throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Usually, in in a breakup, there's someone towards the end of it and during the end of it that only likes to focus on the bad aspects of the relationship and not the good, and yeah. completely erases the the good aspects of the relationship and and their partner from their memory right right so much so that it's something so insignificantly that rubs them the wrong way will will set them off as if all of the good magic deep connection moments didn't even happen or matter oh my god Uh uh-huh that's exactly and that sounds exactly (laughs) what this girl did to you bro um and i'm it but it's it's crazy to think about the degree that she would go to to enlist someone else to damage your business or or pretend or try to damage your business or threaten me threaten my home threaten my roommates how productive is that in her life how valuable is the shit that she left at your place is it worth all this trouble no no i mean the and the thing is if if she did let me know right when we broke up and then i am not giving it back for all this time like she's asking me, I'm saying no. She's asking me again, I'm saying no. Weeks and weeks and weeks. Then I fucking get it. But you asked me, your friend asked me four days ago. You asked me that day, and then you're fucking trying to hit me with this shit storm. Like, it shows that she was looking for some drama in her life. Um, she's, you know, and it's sad. It's honestly sad to see, and it and it makes me like, um, it it makes me so proud of myself and my fucking gut instincts to cut it because it was it was good when it was good man but but anyone can act a certain way you know to appease the people around them um this was a true colors type thing like she showed showed her true colors here what she won't there's nothing she won't do. Like, so there's Doc, nothing she won't God say. Thank God you cut it. Oh my God, bro. No, if, I've never been so happy. If she's this malevolent and malicious in the wake of, of something, like if, if your relationship got deeper, imagine what the breakup would have been then. Oh God, if we had fucking Could have gotten kids, violent. Bro. Like, um, so good on you, cuz. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you, man. Yeah, I'm, I've never felt prouder of myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never felt fucking more confident in my gut feelings. I've never bro it's it's like it did 
I can see what she was trying to do, and it did the opposite. Like I was honestly, like yeah, I said, she's trying to get under her skin. Yeah, I was. I was like, damn, I'm. I miss what we had together. I would never go back to it ever. But at the time, like for the last maybe maybe like a month after we broke up, I was kind of like, uh, I I miss what we had together. I miss the conversations. I miss the adventures and all this shit that we did together. Um, and then that subsided, you know, a couple weeks, a couple weeks later, you know, and I think right around when we went snowboarding, like that was big for me. You know, I was like, you know what? It's epic. I, it was epic trip, but I'm like happy in my own life, just doing my own damn thing because yeah. Um, I just know that it just gives you this sense, sense of like the world is attainable and accessible when you go on a trip like that. And the snow is fucking unbelievable. <laughs> Like the best fucking we snowboarding ever done in my fucking life. Like the fucking powdered sugariest goddamn Fluffer, three feet of fluffy cheese chowder powder cheese. <laughs> it was fucking amazing. So it yeah. just makes you appreciate like whatever wanna, you're doing, man. I want to interject and Go share ahead. something Sorry, that's, that's happened. You're not rambling. You're just being you. You talk too damn fucking much, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I done told you. Anyway. Bro, yeah, not yesterday. The day before yesterday, my ex hit me up saying, hey, I lost my mother's crucifix. And, and her mother passed away when she was 15. So this crucifix, obviously, I, send my, I remember the necklace. She's like, if you see it anywhere, can you find it? Like, how are you? How you been? Um, and I'm like, yeah, of course. I remember the necklace. If I, find, if I, uh, if I see it, I'll, I'll, of course, let you know. Um I'm not going too far out of my way looking for it. I'm, you know, I'm looking around my car, looking at the nooks and crannies when it's convenient, but I'm not going to like, okay, this, this hour is dedicated to finding her necklace. Right. Like I text, she asks, um, yeah. So she asked me how I've been. I'm like, I'm good. Uh, working on myself, you know, did an ener I did an energy healing. She was all about energy work and, like, and that made me think of her a little bit. Um, not in a bad way. Just like, oh yeah, she was into this stuff. And uh, she's like, that's awesome. And she asked me how I was again. So I'm like, all right, I'll go into a little bit more detail. Um, and so I did. And then I asked her questions about important business events that I know she has coming up in her life, just to be cordial, like literally in the interest of keeping this positive, trying to take a polite interest um, and reciprocate. And she just like didn't respond for two days. <laughs> I'm like, great, cool talk. Yeah. Um, and she asked me, yeah, she asked me how I was again. <laughs> I was like, I'm just confused at this point. Uh, but yeah. it, it's funny, just like the stuff left behind that happened this week, and then you're you're doing with a way more yeah. extreme case of that. Yeah, and you, um, well, yours yours goes a little bit deeper too. You guys were together longer, and like, didn't you kind of kind of live together? Yeah. As well. Yeah. So, so there's, there's we deeper, quarantined for a little bit. Yeah. There's deeper stuff there. Um, you know, but keep fighting the good fight yeah. man, because so, you're definitely on the path to, to being way past her. And, and you it's know. crazy. I, and that I, I, I lost my train of thought earlier, but in, in our conversations, I said like, I'm doing good. Like, of course I missed us at our best and I missed hanging out with you and her roommate and her cat. Like we had fun laughs. But mm -hmm. like the future is bright, right? Like no reciprocation. 
uh, on that end. I'm like, all right, like fuck me. Like why why am I even bothering to to be this polite? You know, like right. Our town, PB Pacific Beach, is small. I'm bound to run into her again. Right. Um, right. and and you guys' circles kind of orbit. As yeah, well. we we were together for a while. We we've got mutual friends. Um, so I I want to be on good terms. I don't want to run into her and there be this tension like there has been in the past. I yeah. want I want us to be good, and that's why I was like, okay, I'm not just gonna be some dick and be like, yeah, whatever. I'll get your necklace. Like, no, I get it. It's your late mother's necklace like of course right. you want it if i if i find out i have no problem giving it to you like yeah it didn't right. work on work between us but what i've noticed like leading up to that i did not miss her um nearly as much as i thought i would and we we had been on and off and there were times where, off where i missed her like crazy but this time like it's, it's cool it's like fuck yeah it, it sounds kind of similar to how you're feeling like solid yeah. that said you know there have been some major fluctuations um that have gone through but but that was a theme i was like okay this is time to build ian's identity without a woman without the pursuit of women and uh and really dig into building this men's mental health coaching practice um Fuck yeah. so no it's just crazy that you're talking about this and that happened to me this week. Yeah, no, now for sure. Now I, we live. And that's what I'm saying, man. Like it's it's uh it's one of those things where like I had those like feelings like you're saying, um, of my my mind looks at the good, right? Mm-hmm. I have this mind that I remember the good things. No matter what Absolutely. happened in the end, yes. I rem- I remember people in the best light possible. And that's why I, I have this kind of attachment syndrome and i i just learned to let things go when i was younger actually raising pigs uh <laughs> v and sab are gonna laugh at that because um we just talked last last night about how being in a relationship to me is kind of like raising pigs because i knew at the end of the summer that i'm gonna have to let these pigs go <laughs> you know what i mean i'm gonna have to sell them and go they go to market you know what i mean they become bacon they become bacon bro and and there's a there's a letting go process because you become attached to them um but that it never got easier you just got better at the painful part you know what i mean um yes i don't know if that makes sense but every single time i would sit in the same spot when the pigs would be uh getting hauled up i'd sit in the same spot at my parents house on the stairs and just sit there for like two hours and just you know think about what the fuck I'm going to do now? Because it was just all this time that I had all of a sudden. So, but I, I become attached to bro. I come become attached to animals. I become attached to shoes. I become attached to, I mean, those aren't the same, but obviously everyone becomes attached to animals, but I become attached with people like who I'm driving on the highway with and you go a long ways and you're kind of like following each other for a while. And like all of a sudden when you takes an exit and I'm like, damn, I want to miss that dude. And the fucking Camaro or whatever the hell he is driving, you know, like, or girl or whoever it was that we our driving styles just matched. And so do you think I, what you're describing to me sounds like an ability to connect with the world and is tremendously good. However, I feel that. I feel it like, seems it's good. I'm so like that, glad. that attachment has hurt you in the past. It's like, it, well, it's just a fucking roller coaster of emotions. All it is. Mm-hmm. But, but, um, saying that I remember someone in the best light, that's what gets me to the point where like, damn, that was a good thing. That was a good relationship. 
and I get a little bit like, I guess I question myself a little bit in my decisions uh, in a way of like, was I rational in the end? Did I? Probably not. I, now I fucking know I was not. Now I'm, I'm like. You're human dog. Yeah. Now it's fucking. Did you see what I posted the other day? Jury's out. Did you see what I posted the other day? Oh, you're not on IG. Mm-hmm. I was just reading. There's a, a book called Emotional Intelligence by Daniel Goleman, and he theorizes that emotional thinking is 24 times more powerful than rational thinking in that it, it, it has the ability to influence your decisions in the human mm. moment by a factor of 24 times because wow. our emotional brain is, is just a more powerful driver than our thinking brain. Hmm. Like it makes sense. The heart's driving the car. The brain is trying to navigate, but a lot of times the heart goes where it wants to go. Right. And especially right. in that heat of the moment. And dude, I, I, it's so crazy. You're describing how I felt. I, I felt all this guilt, all this shame upon reflecting towards the end of my breakup, man, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have treated her that way. I overreacted mm-hmm. in this. Um, and you're growing by recognize that, but it's not one sided there are things sure. that she shouldn't have done either oh no 100 uh-huh. percent. i'm 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 seeing it as convoluted as she is right. but just on the opposite end right i'm looking at the good she's looking at the bad and then she's using her friend i'm not going around like you haven't heard me talk about her nobody's heard me talk about her because i don't it's talk first time her. yeah it's first time you brought her up. i fucking i was way past it but um but i did like at the at a time i i reminisced in a in a very positive light and i thought highly of what we had together it had to end i ended it i'm very happy that i did indulge my rational brain because you know part of me didn't want to end it but now i'm i'm thinking like i'm so happy that i did indulge my rational brain um and now that feeling of like Maybe I was a little this, maybe I was a little that, that, that uncertainty gone, gone. I'm so fucking certain of myself, so fucking certain of myself, bro. Like I'm, I've never felt more empowered. I've never felt more like, um, what, what right about something. I need to learn this from you because we'll touch on this in a minute maybe, but that's something I'm struggling with right now. Mm Mm-hmm. What drives your your certainty in yourself, your self belief, your your it's it sounds like confidence, um, also. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. it's it's got to be, it's got to be tried and true, because I come from a very low self confidence state, like from childhood. I had very very little confidence. Um, I used to get like interestingly um, bullied, but not in a bad way. It was more like I was the outsider because I didn't live in the town. I was like four miles out of town. Everyone else in my like grade, I had some friends above me in the grade above me that also lived out of town. So we were cool. But, uh, people in my grade all lived in town. They were all this kind of like group. And so my self-confidence was never very high. So as I've, um, as I've grown through life, I've had to combat that. Um, but I've just really tried to look at things from other people's perspectives, right? I, I was gifted, um, some rough events in my life and that, I say you overcame. that I overcame because that's, that's why they're gifts, man. Cause I overcame them and those helped my self-confidence, 
You know what I mean? And oh my God, I can, I can think my way out of a situation like that. I was asking adults about, I was asking doctors about, I was asking all sorts of stuff about, and I can find the fix for it. And none of them even thought of this at all. I was like, damn, my self-confidence that day. Can you give an example? Oh, I was going through this health thing um, on yeah, that I'm one. I'm going to challenge you, dog. Yeah, no, I like it. Uh, I don't want to get into the gory details, but I was going through this stomach thing that they thought it was uh, celiac disease. They thought it was dairy intolerance. They thought it was all this stuff. Um, and I thought outside the box and found a solution. And I still use that solution to this day. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's it's just something that I, I was like, it didn't make me feel smarter than the doctors or anything because they, they can't. I, I can't describe it, you know, like it was hard for them, but, uh, it just helped me realize that if I put my mind to something and keep on working it and working it and working it and unpacking it, then eventually, hopefully I can find a solution. And so like when I'm, when I'm learning a new system, when I'm learning a new skill, anything like that, I know the method to do it. And somehow that has helped me just think of like game, think of, getting better at, at detaching from people, getting better at all these things as I can just chip away at it, chip away at it, chip away at it. And eventually I'll be great at it. Yeah. You're planting seeds. I would say that's where my core self-confidence lies. That's amazing, man. Yeah. It, it made me think of something I just read in the new, that new book, it's called how to do the work, um, mm. by, uh, Dr. Nicole LaPera. She goes by the holistic psychologist on Instagram and she started the self healer movement and it's about taking ownership of healing yourself not relying on doctors and outside people to do that hmm. and the reason the uh, a main reason for that I, I could talk about this more and more but a main reason for that is that no one will be able to fully understand your uniqueness so all of the factors that have influenced your life that have influenced your health that influenced your gut issue or any other challenge that you've had to overcome, like you took responsibility for that and overcame that. And now as I walk into your branded podcast studio, <laughs> it's, it's clear to see that, you know, that you've built resilience and, and you have found a way to constantly chip away your goals and it's materialized. It's literally physical. I'm, I'm, sitting pretty in a leather seat talking <laughs> to a podcast studio with my homie right now it's fucking dope dude yeah no it's uh thank you man i appreciate i appreciate You're you saying unique that. thank you man yeah i mean i i don't think like super highly of myself but i do think highly of my process of of going at something um and also the fact that um I, n I never want to hurt anyone. I never want to. My motive is never to hurt someone. My motive is never to upset someone. It's never to. Um, it's it's never to be a bad influence or 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 manipulate like like I've been told recently. Um, but but yeah, man. It's like when I when I get told those types of things that I've I'm doing those things or or I'm guilty of those, this and that it doesn't hit because I know that's not my motive. I know that's not what I'm trying to do. So that's another point of self-confidence. And that probably seems it comes off narcissistic because I would never want someone to dislike, like 
I, no, you don't come off as narcissistic. No thanks, way. Thanks, bro. But but I would never even want someone to dislike me. You know what I mean? Like, like you, I don't really you, care yeah, if they do, no, but I you, don't. You, I want to do everything in my power so they don't. If they still do too dislike nice. me, that's true. <laughs> I've been told that too. But if they still dislike me, then that's out of my power. But I still want to do everything in my power. If there's something I can do to re- recoup the relationship, no matter who it's with, I will try to do it, you know, because I want, I want zero enemies out there. I want, you know, but <laughs> funny enough, no matter how hard you try to do that, you'll still have some enemies and I have That's some, okay. yeah, I have some out there, man. And it is what it is, but you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions as they say, you know what I'm saying? You're a humble dude. You're accomplished. You're gritty. You're unique. You're definitely too too fucking nice, dude. You, you, <laughs> like you give people more than second chances, <laughs> which is something I love about you because I'm like the opposite. I'm I'm you know two strikes you're out. You're you're like eight. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, to a point. To a, if it's a bad enough strike, then you're yeah. gone. <laughs> but that's true. I know who exactly I, you're talking but about. But it's too. it comes from a place of love. Yeah. Um, for so sure. my my desire is perhaps selfish. I I don't know. Um, but no, I I I hear everything you're saying. I'm I'm sorry that this this girl she wronged you, dog. And and like yeah. you said, she's hurt. And the only way that she knows how to deal with that energy is by channeling it to hurt someone else. And right. you you just happen right. to be the closest person that she was able to to channel that energy to. Right. Um. Right. Well, to me, to me, the opposite. So. If you look at it, it's not like an opposite situation. Like she loved me and now she hates me. It's like the, to me, the opposite of love is indifference, right? Like it takes real energy to hate someone, mm-hmm. right? The, the opposite of hate, I would say is also indifference, but, um, but yeah, like I am indifferent to that now, you know what I mean? I'm like, all right. You know, if I saw her, I'd be like, hi, <laughs> you know, like no hard feelings, whatever, but she's she's taking her own energy and taking time out of her day to hate me and that that i feel bad for her like i I feel sorry for her for Mm -hmm. that she's in pain that she's in such pain man and i i'm sorry if it's my fault but but honestly i'm not this guy who's going around you know tormenting her i'm not i'm not fucking throwing rocks at her windows you know like trying to get her attention like i'm not pestering her i am out bro i'm i'm like the girl in most of your traditional romantic comedy scenarios it's like i'm good and not that she's throwing rocks at my window either but she's so salty about it it's like she wants to you know she wants to hurt me she wants to put what i've built in jeopardy as as best she can you know what i'm saying and that's where i i see pay attention to me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> bro it's like i don't think she's evil but that's that's evil person shit it's you know? dark energy that's right? dark energy man and uh-huh. and so that's that's what i'm saying that's another point of self-confidence where fuck i felt little bits of that you know throughout and i was like you know what heart be fucked rational mind is getting is getting the business right here push on it right here we're good okay um yeah, so anyway, that's that's all I have to say about that. I've 
talked about it ad nauseum and and this will be the last you hear of that on on this podcast you know other than me referencing it to um and along with all my other exes and and things like that but nah, it's all good I yeah appreciate but I'm, you telling I'm, me. yeah of course but mm. i'm i'm happy for all my experiences man one thing that i'm talking to my therapist about um i'm in i'm in therapy now and i'm loving it new one or di- uh new therapist uh did you hear about the guatemalan yeah lady? Is that her? yeah still her great so i got this other guy that was free through my health insurance and i ended up not liking him so i went back to the guatemalan lady and she's just become a gem and we're like trading life stories and like it's more of a conversation than a me just like whining you know like she's she's been divorced um she's only Do you know what kind of therapist she is no, I don't even know if she she has a degree on the wall, but it's out of focus. So sure. when we Facetime, so I don't know what she has, but I don't give a fuck because it's not that was too expensive. Just for my my understanding, yeah, yeah, no, no. Uh, I if I knew, I told you. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's <clears throat> something we talk about. Um, well, no, I can't remember what it is. What do we talk about? One okay, well. Therapist. Huh? Guatemalan therapist. Yeah, we, were we talking uh, about letting letting go the the story <laughs> of your ex and how she's helped you because it's conversational. Yeah, I mean, she we basically talk about um, like not not what I need in my life, but just how I'm um, what I'm letting in, what I'm letting affect me, uh, how to be indifferent she she taught she's really into um like stoicism and mindfulness through stoicism so control over your emotions yeah yeah bro like like that you know that story um the maybe story that's in it's in Eckhart Tolle's first book power of now yeah um so basically this this guy I'll just tell it really quick for people who haven't heard it um so this guy uh he one of his horses runs away and uh, he's got this big ranch and one of his horses runs away and all his neighbors are like, Oh, how unfortunate. And the guy's like, maybe. And uh, then three days pass and the horse comes back with four other wild horses. And now the guy has five horses out of that. And uh, all his neighbors are like, Oh, how lucky for you. And the guy's like, maybe. And uh, the next day um, his son is on one of the wild horses trying to train it and uh and he falls off breaks his leg and his neighbors again are like oh that's so unlucky man you're not gonna have your son for the for the um for the summer and the crops and all this stuff and the guy's like maybe and then shortly after that a war breaks out and all the villagers sons have to go off to war not this guy's son he got to stay because his leg is broken so more of the story is don't judge any situation while you're in it. Let it let it play out. Um, nothing is good or bad, but the mind makes it so. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. So we I know what you say. We we talk a lot about stuff like that um, and just scenarios. Like I said, she's been through a divorce, so she gives a lot of like, um, and she's only thirty. She's like thirty one, um, but she gives a lot of good advice on like um what like she's she's one of the big reasons i've been i've been hanging out with more friends like and i've got more motorcycling friends like i've I've made friends through this motorcycle class that i took um 
like I've been hanging out with more people than I probably ever have, but I'm also hanging out with myself a lot, right? And taking myself on dates, taking myself on trips, hikes, you know, things of that nature, because, um, it's, it's important to treat yourself and, and be happy to go with yourself. If you'll, you'll spend a life waiting for other people to go with you sometimes. That's awesome, man. I hear themes of surrender, acceptance, uh, self-love, recognizing that we are the, the ones responsible for assigning meaning to a situation. Yeah. And, um, now these are themes in my life right now. Like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find the balance between surrender and action. Um, okay. Yeah. And now I love hearing that you're treating yourself because I should probably do a little bit more of that. Like right now I'm like 75 hard, two workouts a day, paleo diet, no alcohol. Um, still having fun doing outings with friends and, and everything, but not like taking myself on dates. Yeah. Because I mean, you're looking carved out of wood, bro. Thanks. dog. That, that jawline. Yeah. Could, could uh, open yeah, a letter. I'm getting thick. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't feel right now that, uh, I deserve to take myself on a date. Like I want to accomplish more because here's the thing. I have a job working for an engineering company, doing sales for an engineering company. And, um, there are a lot of benefits to it. Money, uh, health insurance, 401k, car, phone, but it's not who I am and it's not what I want to do on a day-to-day basis. And I'm trying to, you know, surrender and accept that, but also balance that with taking enough action to change my situation. And one of the reasons why I was doing, why I was doing 75 hours, like, okay, I need to be super disciplined about taking the action to proactively change my situation and move my life in the direction that I wanted, that it, that I wanted to go. And I am doing that, but it's not coming as fast as I want. And I'm an impatient motherfucker. You know me. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's okay, though. I mean, uh, what's, what you're doing is you're almost put, – you're putting yourself first. You're putting yourself and your um, betterment first. You sure. know what I mean? Like – um, I, I've been working out a bunch. I'm not, I'm not on any sort of program. I'm, I'm the type that I work out exactly how it feels good. I don't really go super hard in the gym, mm-hmm. I, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm on my feet, you know, nine hours a day yeah. as well. So, um, so I do here and there those types of things, but I, I do lack the drive to really challenge myself one thing I was telling one of my buddies who I talked to, uh, at least, you know, three, four times a week, um, that I, I kind of want just a challenge. Like I told him, I almost wish I was 50 pounds overweight so I could have something to lose. You know what I mean? Cause like I, I do this, um, intermittent fasting. And so I eat pretty healthily, you know, relatively, I would say healthier than most, but not extreme. Um, so I live a disciplined life in some ways, but then you see me here drinking. This is my second IPA, you know? So, so health, health food down the shitter after that one. But 
Um, but yeah, I mean, you'll get back to it. You know, you're yeah, you're in it right now, so that's good. Um, so I haven't been taking myself on dates, and thank you, I I have been working myself because it honestly comes from a place of desperation. I think I'm like so desperate to change my situation. I work like I spend too many fucking hours in a cubicle in the week. I'm making great money. I live two blocks from the beach, but like when I'm in a when I'm in the cubicle, it's like it's it it's you know, and I. Who am I to complain, right? Um, but I don't want to settle. Don't want to settle. Right. So these are precious moments, my friend. I'm. Um, it's and it's tough for me to to going back to what we were talking about earlier to, to surrender to that situation. Like when there are hours where I have to be in the cubicle dealing with with people that I don't want to do to to pay the bills and everything. Um, I've tried job hunting. I don't want a job. I want to build a coaching business. So yeah. these interviews that I've been having. I I straight up, I had dinner with a senior marketing director at a very well respected medical device company, and he was telling me about it. He's telling me about the culture, telling me about day to day life, the healthcare market, and the time the dinner came for me to be like, oh yeah, I'd be interested in pursuing an opportunity, and I couldn't do it. Mm. I straight up told you, look, man, thank you so much for your time. I've really enjoyed connecting with you. We had some phone calls earlier. He's a German guy, super nice, super agreeable, agrees to mentor a lot of people from my school. And I'm like, I cannot look you in the eye and say with, with authenticity that I want a career with your company or or in this, like it, it wouldn't be true. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I've got an interview tomorrow and, um, and, uh, after talking with other people, I'm, you know, I might do it for the practice, but I don't really want it. Mm -hmm. Um, so my goal now is to balance the stability of the job with building this business, but doing the job I've noticed, and maybe this is immature and childish drains me of my energy, my, my, my vitality, my life force. Like you, you probably haven't even seen me when I'm that down. Um, but it's, I can see myself. Um, and I can see when I have like zoom calls or whatever that are unrelated to my work, I'm like, Holy shit, I'm coming off like so low energy right now, which Mm. is why I went to the energy healer and it was, man, it's unique experience. Um, so hard to describe a combination of therapy, breath work, chiropractic work and Reiki. And what I can talk, what I can say is that through his guidance, he, helped me breathe, bring awareness to my body. And he activated the inner intelligence of the body because our body is one with our brain and our brain and body store trauma in in different forms, different energy blocks. It could be a sickness. It could be an injury persistent go away. It could be some metaphysical or quantum realm energy that we don't even understand yet. But, he guided me through and my body started breathing. I wasn't consciously breathing. Uh, I wasn't telling myself to like breathe heavy and sigh at one point, but like my body kept doing it. Hmm. It was a really interesting experience. It was like, think of, think of a movie when a dog like fights a bear in a wild and then the, the bear bites his leg and then the dog's hurt and then has to go live in the wild and like nurse his wound. But it, the, the leg gets better, right? from the power of his tongue licking it from resting or whatever, the same force that grows us as babies. I believe and a lot of other people believe, 
um, is, is in within, within us to heal the body and heal the mind. And this energy healing session activated that. That's, that's what I feel. And it's, I'm like, damn, it's crazy. Hmm. But it's also like super emotional because I'm so angry at myself for not having accomplished more um, in my life. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm I, so angry at myself every time I go back in that cubicle. It's crazy, man. Right. Um, but I think you'd be surprised at how many people in the cubicle next to you are feeling so similarly. You know what I mean? I, I've i never really had a cubicle. It's always been open plan mm-hmm. offices. So cubicles are like a next next level of hell. But... It's, all, it's an open jail cell too. It sucks, <laughs> which bro. is which is like what? Yeah, um, we're not we're not meant to be like this, man. We're not meant to be behind screens like that many. No hours natural in light. Day. Yeah. yeah, bro. Especially in the place of the best fucking natural light of all time. Right. Like, yeah, you you don't want a window because if you look outside, you're just like, well, fuck this shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I I've started setting boundaries and getting getting more and more away, but there are, there are days where it's inevitable. I have to go in there and like um and like spend a lot of consecutive hours and uh that's when i'm like drained and even though i'll have the intention to like work on the coaching business after all there's so many times sometimes i do there's right. so many times where i just fuck off yeah but it's impressive. so it's so tough man because you, you think you think okay so say thought experiment mm-hmm. tomorrow you'd never go into that job again okay all of a sudden you're like never again something hits existential crisis whatever it is Think of how hard you would work on your personal development business right. tomorrow. You know yep. what I'm saying? You'd be like, I'm not going to, but, or maybe you'd give it a couple of days. Maybe you'd go surfing, knowing you go mountain biking the next day. And no, then, uh, not right now. And then spend the next day in the jerk off dungeon. But, uh, <laughs> Hey, <I'm playing>. Hey, <laughs> AKA your bedroom. Shut up. I'm playing. <laughs> Don't tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, at some point you'd be like, I need to work now. And this is another uh, pickup concept: burn the boats. Burn the boats. You know what I I'm saying? That that was um, Cortez. Who was it? Columbus. I can't. No, I it think wasn't Columbus. It was Cortez. It, maybe it was Cortez. A, a, one of the early explorers of the Americas. I thought it was Viking shit. Could be Vikings too. Yeah, I, so I, I know, know it from early Americas. Who when, knows? When, they, when like, they found the New World. Okay, burn the boats so we're not we don't even have the option of going back. Right. And man, I've thought so much about doing that practically and financially. It doesn't make sense. I I don't have enough of an income. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But but you're not stuck. That's the thing to keep in mind. You are not stuck no matter where you are. If you're not in prison, you're not stuck. You know what I mean? You can always you can always, you know, get a new lease, get a new place. It's not going to be like you said, super yeah. close to the beach, but you know, you'll, you'll make it work. So, mm-hmm. so just keep in mind that you're not stuck. You're actively choosing this each day. And so that fact, you know, means that I, I think about that a lot. Um, my heart wants to quit. My mind says, don't just yet. Mm hmm. And there is a degree of flexibility right now. Like, dude, I can I bull I can bullshit my calendar, and and you know, surf or, or work in the coaching business in the morning. I love when I get my mornings to myself and like I'm not bothered. And, and some there are some days that I can do that. My mom came into town, and because I have flexibility with this job, I was able to like take her on a bike ride in the middle of the day, and it was super nice. Mm-hmm. And so I'm getting paid. 
and I'm comfortable, perhaps too, too addicted to the comfort. Um, right. So, so what you would sacrifice mm -hmm. with the personal development business is uncertainty or no, you'd sacrifice comfort. You'd sacrifice mm -hmm. financial freedom, I guess you would say. I wouldn't yeah, say stability. Financial. financial stability. That's yeah, better. Security. Security. Yeah. Um, stable income. You know, one of my favorite sayings, again, I'm going to, I have like 9 million favorite sayings, but, um, is heroin. Oh no. The, the, one of the most, the two most addictive drugs are heroin and a yearly salary salary. Um, and I yeah. totally believe that because it's so hard to look at someone who's paying you X amount because you budget based on that X amount. You know what I mean? Your yeah. rent is as high as I've heard for any of my friends. Yeah. And you're like, well, it works with my budget. It works with my salary. Mm. Um, and so, you know, with me, I... I also had an interesting housing situation. Oh, that's true. Um, that's true. But, yeah, I, I, I pursued this job because I, I, I thought it was going to be one way. COVID hit. And even now that COVID is residing, I've decided it's not my long-term path. Um, but... I did come up with like a cutoff date, like a burn the boats date, mid June. Mid June. Yeah, mid June. What's the date? Probably, probably like fifteenth. Like, June fifteenth. If I'm still working in this job by by June fifteenth, then I'm not committed. But I and, think, and you have experience, you have real world like accomplishments. If you were to just cut it, you could even find something similar you're not getting fired. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, like you're, you, there's no black marks on your record. I mean, you have, you, there's the world's at your fingertips. You know what yeah. I mean? You've got the hardest thing to get is that initial surface level experience. Right. And you've got and that and you've got a depth of experience now. And yeah. now that's the thing is so many businesses look one way when you're from the outside looking in, yep. then you get in and you see the inner workings and you see most businesses look like, See, like mine's a great example. You see my waiting room and it, you know, I've got it set up to where it looks nice. You come back to this back room, AKA the studio slash storage unit. And it's a bunch of boxes and there's wires and there's shit leaning against the walls. And there's just, you know, a lot of started half-assed projects in here. Um, and that's what, that's a good metaphor for any business, even though this is the smallest business that you could imagine that once you get in there, you see the inner workings Oftentimes it's not. Did you support yourself financially? I know you have your coffee shop job, but when you're starting with this business, scalp symmetry, mm -hmm. um, you, I think you were, you believe me, you were, you worked as an apprentice, but while you were building your own venture, did you have a source of income or did you, did you take the leap? No, I, uh, so funny enough, I got shit canned from my last sales job. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a whole story for another time. Um, it was unfair, but that's like someone in prison saying I was innocent, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so whatever, that's neither here nor there, but another great way, uh, for that story may be because at the time I was like, damn, I can't believe they just shit canned me. I'm the hardest worker in here. Um, but it ended up being the best thing that ever happened to me. Right. Uh, one of the best, many best. Was things. this from the weed company? Yeah. Or Leafly. The, mm -hmm. Leafly. Right? Yep. Worked for Leafly for yep. a long time, pretty long time decently long time. Um, but yeah, so I had an initial investor, uh, in entrepreneurship, they call it the three F's friends, family, and fools are typically your initial investors. So, <laughs> uh, I got one of those <laughs> amazing like that, uh, to help me invest. Um, they since been paid off with interest. 
Um, and uh, yeah, basically, other than that, I work for Lyft. Um, I made a little money in crypto back when it wasn't cool. Um, so yeah, I there was a lot of different ways that I made okay. it happen. You're spinning and I plates. Also, yeah, spinning plates. I also went sixty three thousand five hundred and seventy eight dollars in debt, something like that. Six hundred seventy eight okay. to start this business. Mm hmm. Yeah. When wow. I opened the doors, that's, that's amazing. How, that's how much debt I was in. And are you debt free now? Oh yeah, bro. my I was, God! I was debt free in three months, boy. That was in three months. Three months. Wow. Tough. I did. I did sell uh, a bunch of my uh, Roth IRA and some other stocks to mm-hmm. do that because it uh, it worked out with the interest on my credit cards and things like that. Um, but yeah, now fully in the black, Roth IRA is back doing okay. Uh, so yeah, we're. Uh, couldn't be happier <laughs> with my current situation and hopefully we'll keep it, uh, we'll keep it moving. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a workhorse, man. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I love to work, but that's why I enjoy this service industry job as a barista because number one, I don't need it. So that makes me this, gives me this interesting energy surrounding it. I'm not there because I have to be. I'm there because I want to be every day. Like I, I actively, that's why I was going to draw the parallel. Yeah, I huge. choose that do- job yeah. every single time I go in, I choose to go into it. I don't feel compelled to. And that gives me this energy where I'm excited to see the regulars. I'm excited to see the new customers. I'm excited to interact with the, that tourist there or this, there's this one girl that, that flock I'm, of IG models. Getting yeah, bro. Taste. There's this one girl I'm low key in love with. But, oh shit! Uh, <laughs> no, she's she's a reg, but um, we bullshit a little bit. But um, I'm I'm off. I'm I'm taking a bit of a sabbatical myself from from dating. So, um, yeah. Th- to those listening, uh, before this podcast, Tuck and I cut our dicks off. So <laughs> <laughs> it was a ceremony. It was private. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's a, uh, it's just one of those things where I, um, I'm glad to be in this scenario, but I, I don't know if th- my lifestyle is for anyone else. You know what I mean? I don't know if anyone else, like I have a f- buddy who does the same thing. Um, and he is like, bro, what are you doing? Like, why do you go to this coffee shop? Like you don't need to. I'm like, because I love the balance that it injects into my life you know i i get to interact with a bunch of people i have co-workers and um it's literally probably one of the things i was missing because before i've tried to go back to a desk job while doing this never have been more like fuck this in my life yeah i do know that i'm, I'm just like fuck this yeah. all the time mm-hmm. I'm a white collar desk job yeah um but no that's awesome you're you make the conscious choice to take an hourly wage as a barista because you've decided you enjoy not only, you know, the work, but the people, the interactions, the team. And honestly, like it, it sounds simple, but you're giving people a lift. Like, I hope so. Such a, like even your personality aside, just that beverage that you make them gives them a lift. Like it brings a little joy, a little happiness through that. Some, some dopamine. Yeah. And uh, I get to use, I get to joke with them. I get to use my personality, man. Mm -hmm. I got, Oh, I got the best laugh out of this girl the other day. Like, like this, like genuine ass, like laugh. Uh, they were, her and her boyfriend came in 
not not that I care that it was her. It could have <laughs> been him. Like uh, that's not what I'm saying. But um, just a genuine laugh from any customer is, is cool when you're just running that's the fucking register. That's how he register. starts it. He makes them laugh. <laughs> and he breaks up their relationship before you know it. Falling into my <laughs> trap. Um, no, but your girl sleeping with the barista. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, so she was like, uh, or the boyfriend was like, um, do we have to leave our masks on the whole time? And I just straight face, I'm like, yeah, you better eat through that thing. And, uh, and the girl just like, it was, I don't know. It was such a good, uh, just like, I'm so glad in that moment. I was so glad that I worked there. You know, I'm, I'm pretty fresh in, but it's the same exact place that I used to work just under new management. So, um, I need to come visit you. Yeah, bro. No, I'll hook it up. I'll hook you up the, uh, I call it the Sab Special, the matcha with espresso in it. It's fire. Shit. Yeah, it's, it'll, it'll have you bouncing off the walls. Sab doesn't even like it that much because there's so, so much caffeine in it, but I just gave it to her and called it the Sab Special. So <laughs> there you go. All right. We were talking about, can't remember. Fuck it. I remember, and or I'm still it? interested. Okay, go ahead. We were talking about how, you went into 63k in debt to start your own business right and how that close you? now that you have it you and are successful and stable you have consciously chosen to take a job as a coffee barista on mission beach which yeah that's a hopping area uh, for those that don't know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's uh, it's all good, man. I mean, you just kind of do, you kind of just keep trying different things and figuring out what works for you. Like I've had so many goddamn different jobs that, you know, I didn't know what was going to be the one that I liked or um, the one that I resonated with me or anything like that. So I was just like, fuck it. And I had so much fun working at this job before, but then the job fucking quit me, you know, first ever job because the owner stole like three or owed 300 million in back taxes. So, uh, the, all her businesses throughout PB just closed down and all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, you guys don't come into work tomorrow. It's like, what the fuck? Like, oh, we kind of knew it was coming a little bit, but still it was like oh maybe it won't happen to us or maybe we're exempt or something so then i was a line cook for a while which was a really good experience in terms of just a high volume restaurant um setting uh and it just gave me an ultimate respect for the service industry as well um our friend he won't mind if i mention him hayden who we met uh snowboarding snowboarding ripper um, narkill hayden the ripper powder floater (laughs) (laughs) balcony scaler (laughs) um so he he and i were talking (laughs) (laughs) he and i were talking and uh we were at this restaurant in uh in mammoth um and uh he there was only a few people working and they were really at capacity and really running around and uh and I was like, damn, there's only two people. There's one person behind the bar and one server. And there was like 50 people in that restaurant. And um, and he mentioned, which I was shocked, but he was like, wow, 
what a what a bunch of badasses they have working here and i was like damn that's someone who's working in the service industry right there because almost every other person when i say something like that is like wow they should hire more people and it's like okay <clears throat> but you know they're we're just coming off of people not being able to go into restaurants and all this shit you know you you put the onus on the ownership and that they're they should make a change that's not attainable or doable right then you know you more put yourself in the shoes of the server and the bartender and the cook and the whoever else is there and you're like wow they're working their asses off you know so that's that's one of the main things I've gotten from working in the service industry is a deep respect for people who work in the service industry how what they go through what the pressure is like and what it feels like to screw up you know because I screwed up a bunch of times one time I sent a, um, a meat burger to someone who requested no meat which is like the cardinal sin of you son of a being bitch. a line cook yes I'm sure they'd have been completely fine um, but at the same time it's like what if they had an allergy or, or something like that you know what I mean and I was like, damn. And luckily they never, they didn't take a bite of it. You know, um, we got it back in time, but still like, you just don't realize the pressures that are involved in it and the people that rely on you. It's so much of a, it's the biggest team aspect that I've been on since I played organized sports. That's probably my favorite part of it. Cool. That's why I went back to it and that's why I do it now. And, um, yeah, kudos to everyone who works in the service industry. If you haven't, then you should. That should be a motherfucking course in college or something. High school. High school. High school, even better. One one semester of service industry Certain work. schools have that, believe it or not. What do? They give you credit certain for taking, taking a, cert, a certain high schools. Mm. Yeah. Um, I went to a private white boy, rich ass uh, high school, and we did not. We had religion. Oh, boy. <laughs> Um, were you brought up super religious? I was confirmed Catholic. Same. Um, and my school was run by Benedictine monks who d- at the time, you know, we, we looked to them for wisdom and guidance and, and, you know, I, I, with my perspective now, are we good? Yeah, we're good. My perspective now, like they want to be healers. Mm-hmm. That said, there was definitely controversy as far as pedophilia and stuff like that came to service down the road crazy to think about hmm. it's a weird community but grateful for my time there I'm, I'm i still have friends there uh or from you know that from that high school that like were some of my best friends in the world um and so we were talking about religious team oh high school job so yeah we did not have that that said i saw people and it's crazy those it was a prep school it was a school designed to prepare you to get into college that was designed to prepare you to get into a white collar job that was the path Hmm. that was laid in front of me my parents encouraged me to explore what i was interested in but it was always going to be like business you know corporate like from a young age Right. Um. That's what my family believed in. My and my dad owns his own business, and he it was it, it was it came from a place of love. But that said, I would travel. I would go. You know, we lived in a pretty suburban city, but when I would go visit my cousin in North Carolina, everyone had service industry jobs. 
what did I do? It's funny. There's shame around surrounding this. It's like, I can't believe how white I was. <laughs> I was a caddy at a private golf course. First of all, there could be black caddies. But, uh, no, I'm, I mean, yeah, of there course. Were. <laughs> no, I mean, there, there were. Sure there are somewhere. There, there were. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, like, white kid, golf caddy, like, yeah. versus, like, okay. you know, a, a, a typical, you know, service industry job. My One of my girls, my, one of my ex-girlfriends in high school, she had to work in an Arby's to get cr- to get uh, credit <laughs> for one of a course. I'm like, man, that's, that's kind of genius, actually. Like, it'll teach you a lot, give you appreciation for oh, yeah. the systems, the the hourly wage, the customer service skills, the machinery, oh, yeah. like a lot. Dealing with shitty people. Uh-huh. Um, so what I was getting is that like, it's funny, I had all these internships in, in, in college and then corporate jobs after college and then I reverted back. I became a bellhop, I became a bar, uh, a barback, I became a retail, an outdoor retail salesperson. Um, never worked in a restaurant, like, um, I was barbacking in a restaurant, but it was also, like, a nightlife venue as well. It was a, it was a craft beer specialty place, and we, you know, on weekends, I'd be rinsing out these beer-covered rubber mats at three in the morning, and then the next day, I would go to my outdoor retail sales job at 8 a.m. I was holding both of those at the same time, and yeah, it... 3 a.m. you'd be doing that and 8 a.m. you'd be at the yep damn that's um, nutty. and I didn't have to I wanted to yeah I was like I know I want to know what it feels like to have two jobs huh because I knew that there were people that had two jobs to support their families I'm like I I want to see what that feels like uh, oh, I lasted good like, on you bro I lasted like four months and then I was like, I can't do this anymore. Sleeping what three hours a night? Because you can't no, go straight on to weekends. Sleep like on, yeah, on, on so we were only open like we would close at three a.m. on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Mm. Um, funny thing is that sometimes you'd have to pull a double on Sunday. So like you close at three a.m., get in at eleven, and then get out at like ten p.m. <laughs> like it'd Damn. be just wild. Um. So what what I want what I'm getting to is that I want to echo respect for the service industry, uh, and I, I think it teaches you a lot. But you got to have vision to grow beyond it and become like if you know if you want to stay in it, become the owner, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say that's my goal. Um, my goal is kind of to Tucker's tea. Tea shop. Tucker's tea, uh, no, Tucker's tea that. bags, <laughs> Tucker's tea bags. That's not bad. <laughs> I'm about to steal that one. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's to me, it's more of a just something that, like I said, gets me around people. So yeah, I'm thankful that they gave me a shot. Um, but I already had experience doing it. So yeah, I'm 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 doing. I think I'm doing okay. Um, but yeah, life is good, my man. Life is fucking life good. Life is good, dude. Um, we've covered a lot. Yeah. I There are topics that I wanted to go deeper on that I was thinking about. Uh, Hit me. Opportunity and, and, you know, follow through is one of them. Um, I felt scatterbrained for a lot of this week. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the coaching, coaching thing, like, I'm going to do it. I am committed. My my truest authentic self is committed. But when I fall 
well, I call when depression attacks. I'm like, when I fall into a fucking mood, I have a mood disorder. Sure. When I fall into a mood, um, not only do my thoughts say this won't work. Who are you? Who the hell are you to help people with this? You are not strong enough to do this. Um, you will never see this through, but there's a physical sensation that accompanies those thoughts. That's like specific to them. Um, I've developed tactics to bring awareness to them and, and like turn them around, but it still hits very strong. And that's where my desire to like maintain the security in the day job that I hate comes from. And so I'm learning all about that right now. And it's really crazy. And so, you know, tying it back and you know, at the risk of saying random tying back to the energy healing. He had me breathing. Um, and then at one point he had me on my, my back, Dr. Kiyoshi, I swear to like a literally Mr. Miyagi, <laughs> like, like totally the, the same, um, vibe as far as teaching and guiding and helping you arrive at the answer. Um, and <clears throat> there's one point where he's like, okay, what, what we're going to do now is like, I want you to put your hands on top of each other. And we're going to breathe. We're going to breathe when your hands on your stomach, when your hands on your ribs and your hands on your heart. And I'd already been like kind of opened up at this point. And, you know, for those listening, keep an open mind. Don't knock until I try it. <laughs> um, so he'd ask me to breathe my hands on my heart and I would breathe and I'd, I'd breathe deep. And he's like, how does that feel? I'm like, it feels strong. Like it feels strong when, when I feel that. When I put my hands on my rib cage, my body started shaking. And mm. what I understand, it was trauma that the body was holding on to from bullying, from when my depression was at its absolute worst, when I was like acutely suicidal, um, from hazing, from fights, from um, a variety of experiences. And it was shaking. And he asked me, like, how does that feel? And the the words that came, it took me a while to find the words. But I was, like, shaking. And I felt so weak. And I was, like, some, and he's, like, he was, like, finish the sentence. Sometimes it feels. And what I said is, like, sometimes it feels like I'm not strong enough. That fucking hit me, dude. I was, like, sure. whoa. No, for sure. Um, So I'm processing that this week. And, uh, yeah, you know, that the awareness is a step in the right direction. It's, it's weird. It's a little scary, but, uh, I think it's good. It was cathartic for sure. And the more bullshit like that I can get out of my body and brain, the more effective I'll be. I believe. I feel you, man. Um, just to touch on your point with the, with the coaching thing, um, I knew that I knew how to do this procedure. Mm-hmm. Right, I knew that I had been tried and tested for sure. I had no, I was so not confident that I could start and run and maintain my own like practice, if you want to call it that. Um, while I was doing this, when I first stepped in here, shaking like a leaf, not necessarily kind of excited, kind of nervous, kind of scared shitless, all wrapped into one emotion that I bottled up. 
And, uh, bro, so funny enough, my girlfriend at the time who I moved here with, um, she bought, so super supportive throughout the entire thing. She's a great girl. Um, but, uh, she bought me a, or she bought us a big bottle of champagne, nice bottle of champagne that this kind we both liked. And she's like, um, when you start, we're going to open this bottle of champagne when you open. And I was like, okay, well, I was like, all right, all right. So I get the lease signed, which took forever because I had a partner at the start. And then, um, I nixed him when I realized he's a fucking idiot. Um, good. Yeah. I mean, not an idiot. You cut someone out of your life. I didn't know you could do that, dude. Oh, bro. Oh my God. I (laughs) cut him out. Even though it hurts, I cut him out, but, um, it does hurt. But anyway, so the, the landlord was going based off his credit and his financials and all these things. And so all of a sudden it transitions to my credit and my financials and my, all this shit. So I was like, and the prices go up and the uh, contracts get worse and all this shit. So um, I'm like, oh, fuck, because we had already started the process of moving down here. Right. And I'm like, okay, so I need to get this done. And I remember, bro, just driving to this parking lot and looking up at this suite and just being like, cannot wait till I I can open that door with the key. I just can't fucking wait. So um, get finally get it worked out um and still friends with the uh with the real estate um company that one of the guys from real real estate company because we had such a process to get me approved um without a co-signer so um so anyway we've got this bottle of champagne waiting and uh and nikki was her name she goes okay let's open it because you got into the shop we're doing it i'm like not yet i want to you know Make revenue. I want to get it going. I want to get it started and get the build out going because this place looked like shitty as hell when I first got it. Mm-hmm. The floor was a shitty man. blue carpet. The walls were terrible with all these old phone jacks sticking out all over the place. Um, the ceiling was really bad. <clears throat> and so I was like, all right, let me do the build out. Nothing in any of the rooms. Um, and so the build out takes me three months, right? around that do you do it yourself do you hire contractors the only thing i didn't do myself was the this flooring um everything else i did myself you painted it i painted it i did the i did the ceiling i did the cabinets yeah i did everything else and i i I knew how to paint i've painted houses for a few summers so um so yeah i've got i've got some skill with that type of stuff so i get the build out done and nikki's like okay champagne time let's let's open champagne in the office and and like we'll have a little me and her party in here and uh and i'm like not yet not yet i like you said i want to make some revenue i want to uh be in business i want to be in business and she's like okay well once you get done with your first client once you book your first client then we'll open it i'm like okay okay so i booked my first client she's like you did it let's let's open the champagne i'm like hold on i don't know if it's gonna go well so I, I want to work through this first client and, and I was like, how about we do it once, um, you know, once I've got a full week's worth of clients and she's like, okay, so then I get a full week's worth of clients. Oh, then how about we do it once I make enough for the next three months in rent? 
and I'm able to pay a little bit of this debt off. And so then I do that. But no, then I want to pay the next five months in rent and pay more debt off. And bro, this keeps going on and on and on you and didn't on. Didn't open we the champagne. Never opened the champagne. Never opened it. Oh, you just straight up never. There was never, never a time. Opened it. Do you still have it? No, no. We broke up. Um, you know, so she took it with her. I don't know. No, I don't know what the fuck happened. Well, with champagne. Well, I want to drink champagne. <laughs> you can't. I can't right now. Yeah. Um, but. Bro, I'm 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 gonna be a recluse after this. The the point. Bit. So sorry. The <laughs> point I'm trying to make is that I still don't feel like I've like made it. You know what I mean? I still don't feel like I've accomplished it. I feel like I'm accomplishing, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like accomplished. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's one yeah. of, one of the biggest things that I would give you advice for is don't wait till your till you think it's perfect. Don't wait till you think your experience is perfect or your knowledge is perfect or the advice that you're going to give is perfect. All these things, there's no perfect for them. Mm. There's, I was waiting to open the champagne until something was perfect. You know what I mean? And nothing was ever going to be perfect. So I needed to just realize that there's small wins and then, and you got to celebrate those small wins. I should have opened it the first time. You know what I mean? Should have, I don't like using should have, would have, or could have, but going back, maybe a thing to do would be open the wine when you set a, set a milestone, achieve it, open the fucking champagne or whatever. Um, and, and pat yourself on the back at every step of the way, because I've barely patted myself on the back. You know what I mean? Barely. And and it's, it's tough to do, but um but especially in this modern material world yeah yeah because you're comparing yourself with everyone now Mm -hmm. not just the person across the street or down the street or in the phone book you know what i mean you're comparing yourself with the top of the dan bilzerian right he's (laughs) he's a dumb shit um nobody wants his life bro he doesn't even want his life i bet i will read his book yeah yeah i bet it'd be interesting he his podcast on on rogan was pretty interesting um but yeah, point being when just start, you know what I mean? Just start shoving information out there and you'll see that you'll hone the information as it keeps going. Mm-hmm. And if you ever look back and you're like, mm, that was off topic, delete that and keep it moving forward, you know, because just like podcasting with me, I just start. I, I don't be like, what are we going to talk about? Here's the structure. Just press record or see what the fuck comes up. And then, you know, the next podcast, you'll get a little bit better at not not that we've we've done a fine job here, but <laughs> we have done a fine job. Fine here. job, yeah. A f- damn fine damn job. Damn fine job. That'll do. <laughs> That'll do, pig. Um, but uh, you know, like my first podcast that me and Des did way back in the day, it was pretty shaky because she was nervous that we didn't have topics and what are, what are we going to talk about here and what's going to happen there, you right. know. But uh, and I was nervous because she was nervous, you know. Mm-hmm. So. But I've just realized that I help people feel comfortable by, you know, setting them up for questions and, and these types of things. You you just get better and better as at it when you just hit record and see what the fuck happens. Nah, we've uh, we've fallen into a nice little flow. Easily. A few well, times here. And we knew that would happen because, yeah, we... We just have we that connection naturally, for sure. Yep, that's why we matched and on grind. we're just so handsome and eloquent, honestly. Yep. 40 what, plenty of fish or what was the one with like 42 levels of uh compatibility I don't with know the old one. guy 
I don't think I know that one. Match match.com maybe? eHarmony. eHarmony. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> eHarmony. That fucking old dude. 42 <laughs> levels of compatibility. So you guys can get a divorce in a year and a half. Um but yeah, don't judge yourself, bro. Just just Thanks. fucking no, send that shit. It's it's uh some days I'm like I'm on it. I feel the energy. I want to give this energy, this wisdom and and just help people. Like <clears throat> and this is this is this is kind of structure own cook t- taught about, but it's like he says, "I want to teach you what I had to claw and claw my way out of so that you don't have to." Right. And for me, that's that's chronic depression. That's that's treatment resistant depression. Um and I want to prevent others from experiencing the pain that I that I went through. For me, okay, so that's that's months in a numbing fog, of feeling suicidal on various degrees, feeling hopeless, having zero confidence in a, a derp state, right? Floating through in a derp state looking to the external world for validation of who who I was and uh not even understanding what the concept of loving yourself even means like on an any degree sure sure um so what would you say were some practices that when you were at your darkest state helped more than anything like at the Base, it's so basic, but the only thing that I knew that would work without fail would always give me relief is working out. Like, hmm. that's literally that's that's why there's like two a day. Like, it's not that hard for me because um, I just built that habit, and it it still stays. T- you're always in an incrementally better mood after you work out. Like sure. I am. Um, so super basic. But but that's like when you're in the fucking worst of the worst trenches. You're, you know, you can't. You're that's so that's suicide yeah, ideation. Everything is contextual. Everything must be hyper personalized. One person's experience of depression, mental illness, is going to be different from someone else's. Sure. Even if they have similar profiles and demographics and and physiological makeups, even like it's it's just going to be different. And that's something that I want to bring in this coaching practice. A hyper personalized high accountability approach sure um and so i i think i get what you're saying so like working out there are times like maybe i've already worked out that day and i would still fall down and get the sinking feeling i i now i call it because i believe that there is this is new to me i believe that there is a spiritual component to managing depression and mental health not just psychological, not just biological, not just physical or physiological. I believe that there is a spiritual component to be to most effectively manage mental health. Okay. So is so, that believing in an entity or is it sourcing an entity or is it just kind of thinking that there are energy balances in the world? The The way I describe it is that when when I would be in these major depressive episodes, 
I heard this from, from a pastor and, you know, again, I'm confirmed Catholic, but I, I don't go to church anymore. Like I, I, I'm more spirit, you know, agnostic and spiritual than, than dedicated to any dogma of certain religion. But a pa- a Christian pastor called, called depression, a spirit of heaviness. And I found that to be very descriptive of how I felt and what came over me. Because mm-hmm. when that, when the spirit of when I was, you know, getting weighed down by a spirit of heaviness, I was not myself. I wasn't the cheery son, the fun loving friend that you've seen and known. Like when I'm, when I'm up, I I was under attack by the spirit of heaviness and it could be a multitude of factors. It could be physiological. People think it could be a chemical imbalance in your brain. It could have been that I wasn't, having one of like a fundamental connections met. Um, these are, again, these are all principles and and I I don't have organized, but like a connection of values, connection to trauma, connection to the natural world, connection to purpose, connection to meaningful work, connection to other people, um, and connection to your physical body. Like one of, if one of those connections is grown is, is broken and you're someone that's prone to depression, it's, you know, that's a pathway for the spirit of heaviness to overcome you. Some trigger in, in life could, could set it off. Sure. So, so this would happen on an ongoing basis, but I just wasn't aware of it. I was just like, oh, I'm, I'll be happy when I get laid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be happy uh, when. Yeah. I'll be happy uh-huh. when. I'll be I'll, happy uh, when. I'll be happy when I have a group of friends that consistently invites me to amazing events or right. vacations i'll be happy when i have landed that amazing job i'll be happy when i have a girlfriend that does your life looks like dan bilzerian yeah. exactly um, that's when i'll be happy I, I and so you have the spirit of heaviness but then you also have thoughts and i'm i'm prone to some i'm been told i'm hard on myself lots of self-attack in my mind it's all justified most of the time Mm-hmm. I've learned that that's not the truth, but when those connections are gone, when you don't have a spiritual foundation, when they're, when they're self attack, I, I just wanted to escape. Like you just want to turn the self attack off. Yeah. You just want to, you just want to rest. And I turned to drugs, alcohol, um, on yeah greek life in college which is which is probably where it got the lowest like lowest of low yeah i um, mean and the worst thing is is sometimes when you get one of those things that i'll be happy when mm-hmm. you know what i mean because then when you're not or when you get it and you get that sl- like really quick um boost of like i've got it here it is now i'm me then it you realize oh wait now it's just regular again you know it's fleeting. I mean? It's ephemeral. So fleeting. Exactly. Especially, bro, especially girls and, and or significant others in relationships, whether it's girls or guys, whatever it is. Yes. Um, it's, I feel like so many people who are on the outside looking in are like, oh, all I need is just a companion. Other than a few people in my life that are like so like cool with themselves, cool with themselves yeah. that they're like, I'm good. Somebody good comes along. Cool. If not. And just keep being good. Um, but seriously, like when you're pining after that, pining after that, and then you get it, you realize that that's when a lot of the problems start. 
that's your problems just become way new level new devil yeah, i like that I haven't heard that before um but yeah it's it's one of those things that you think is going to be meaningful in your life and it, it might have some meaning and there's that honeymoon phase of it having meaning and you're like this is exactly what i thought and all your evolutionary biology is singing at you and all this stuff and then in comes the problems and in comes the the insecurities and in comes the uncertainty and in comes the you know jealousy and all, all these other things that maybe you could work out and maybe get past um you know the divorce rates high the breakup rates even way well everyone that doesn't get married obviously breaks up i guess or something or you know whatever it, that's because they haven't cut their dicks off like you and me, dude. Yep. Uh, they're they're that's, idiots. That's they're all, they're all right idiots, there. dude. They're, that's, all, that's, <laughs> they're all idiots. We're playing 4D chess over here. <laughs> um, no, it's it's just one of those things where you, you just you don't realize it until you're in it that you basically feel just like you. Where It's wherever you go, there you are. You know what I mean? And that is, is something I've really had to come to terms with, especially like having a dream like building a business, getting it to a point where I've had some damn good years and I'm, I'm, you know, proud of myself in ways. And, uh, I'm proud of you. Thank you, brother. In in ways. Appreciate it in ways. Um, but here I am, you know what I mean? I'm still, I still feel just like me. I, I still feel your capacity to deal with stress or you almost you have this like just part of your mind that just needs to be stressed right and so you just fill it with whatever the highest level stressor that you have is so there's still stress no matter what you're doing there's still parts that you hate no matter what you're doing there's still a reason people problems give you money solve. for it problems yeah. to solve mm-hmm. you know what i mean a reason that people aren't out there doing it for free essentially so that's that's something that i've had to come to terms with but also in the grand scheme of you know i i think a lot on like how minuscule everything is in comparison to the universe in comparison to um what other forces are driving this because to to circle back to like spirituality i'm against organized religion for Mm -hmm. a lot of reasons right sure um i was never diddled and i'm sorry for the people who were and i don't want to be insensitive but um i just it was a divide in my family because i was not devout and so and it hurt my family and i'm i feel badly about that but i uh i kind of am proud of myself in ways for sticking to my guns in that regard Um, But I do definitely think that we are not able to perceive something that's definitely tangible out there. There's a there's a greater force at work energy and a greater energy at work, whatever you want to call it, um, that we aren't able to perceive. We can't see radio waves. We can't see gamma rays. We don't know what's smaller than atoms, dude. Yeah, exactly. There's mm-hmm. there's all sorts of I mean, there's things that make up the things that make up the things that make up the things, you know, in in infinity. So I don't 
I think to say you're an atheist is just as stupid as saying that this is definitely saying definitely anything to me is stupid because nobody definitely knows anything. So I, to quote religious, which is a huge, um, pillar in my life, Bill Maher's documentary, I preach the gospel of, I don't know, but I I love that. You know what I'm saying? That's great. But I also am super open to the possibility of me, um, having a discovery and a personal discovery of some energy, some sort of thing that gives me some more of a sense of that. This isn't all just happenstance and this isn't just a, the universe looking back yeah. at itself through, through the eyes of, of billions of people, a simulation, a simulation. Sure. I, I have, I try to, to, uh, it's crazy, you know, like, uh, so, Back to the spirituality. Thank you for telling me that that view. I appreciate. <laughs> what did you say? Something the the gospel of I don't know. I preach the gospel of I don't know. <laughs> I love that. Um. So yeah. So I I love that you're saying. So like this type of thinking was not on my mind or put into practice when I was falling in my lowest, when the spirit of heaviness was coming over me. Mm if I had developed my spiritual foundation, my connection with the universe and developed a spirit of overcoming an attitude of overcoming all of my challenges an attitude of making shit happen, no matter what, an attitude of, of being resourceful, of being open, of, of finding a, a way to change my, my current reality. Um, which I eventually, you know, have. Sure, I have setbacks and we talked about them. Then I probably wouldn't have fallen as low for as long as I did. So. Sure. But before diving into that, when people say, yes, like atheist, um, or, you know, that this is like a big cosmic accident and it's all random, I'm like, have you ever looked at the ocean or like the sun? <laughs> Or, yeah, just the beauty of nature. Yeah. And look at it. Sit there and look at it and tell me you don't see rhyme and reason. I I see rhyme and reason. Yeah. I, I, I see rhythm. I see circles. I see, you know, like patterns. I see light. I see dark. You see a ton of things, but... There's some type of inexplicable, incomprehensible, imperceivable energy and connection. That's that's where I see it. You know, like that's kind of where I started seeing it. That getting into nature, action sports, that was like an additional working out. It would just make me so present and connected to the body that it was always it was like a surefire way to like combat the negative thoughts, combat the spirit of heaviness when I was dealing with it. And that's why, like to this day, I am so obsessed with it and believe in its power so much it's, it's why like our snowboarding trip like so epic mm-hmm. um yeah no i mean that's there's there's a lot to be said surrounding that right because you can go both ways at it all and again into infinity so you know and what, what is an accident 
You know what I mean? Like, like what, what is on purpose? What is an accident? It's a cosmic accident. Like it could be like, it could be an accident, but that doesn't give it any less significance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We get our day in the sun, you know, we get, we get a small window to perceive reality. And you know, if that's insignificant, we can still perceive it. Right. Even we, if, we give everything meaning we do. Right. Right. The fact that it's, it's, I think therefore I am, you know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's the fact that I, this is one of the biggest things for me is, okay. So there's an, we're brought up me and you same religion. So there's an afterlife in that religion. Right. So to me, that gives this life much less significance. And one of the things that I hated was that in this CCD thing we had to go to, which is... <laughs> I went to CCD. You did? Yeah. Was it on Wednesday? Before confirmation, like, I don't know, we had, like, sometimes it was, like, before, after, or during mass. Oh, okay. Or yeah. sometimes so it like was the, one night a week, yeah. Yeah, like, the equivalent... Some people call it Sunday school, mm-hmm. but it's fucking on a Wednesday. Don't call it Sunday school. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... You're going yeah, to so hell. I'm going straight to hell. <laughs> You're coming with me. Um, if, if there is, <laughs> it's got to be a big party. Oh, shit. <laughs> All my favorite people are going to be in hell. But, uh, um, but yeah, so anyway, there's these teachers there, right? And they were the most uninspiring, worst, like, teachers. Like, you could just see the the indifference in their eyes. But they were doing it as, like legwork to be more whatever devout or or put in basically gold stars by their name for when they die you know what i mean so so interesting you know what i mean they're really they're acting superficially in this life to put in time for the next life you know what i'm saying because wow i'm sorry that you had that experience and i can appreciate that I, i don't think i ever had teachers that i was like oh this person is just trying to do this to get into heaven Mm. Um, I, I do believe that faith in addition to spirituality, uh, is, is also a component for mental health management. Um, you know, faith in yourself, faith in the universe as well. And I do, you know, and for some reason, and the, the language of religion helps people develop faith and faith can be powerful. Faith can get you out of bed in the morning. Faith can get you through the day. Yeah. Um, Sometimes, you know, too much and healthy and faith can also cause wars. Well, there's know, extremists. Like, yeah. Just like, just like we we're saying, there's extremists to this to, uh, or I don't know if I was saying that I was thinking that earlier today that there's, you know, extremists in politics, extremists in religion, but they're not the ones that are, um, those are typically, yeah, I was saying this earlier. Those are typically the ones that get the notoriety and are the face of whatever it is. Uh, extremist Republicans, extremist Democrats, extremists, extreme Islamists, extreme Christians, whatever the fuck. Um, the God hates fags guys, you know. Oh, that's on our billboards for for Christianity free, free or speech. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, what is that? First Baptist. Across. Every time we go to the Cross Music oh Festival my God. here in San Diego, there's always like a religious group protesting this music festival, which sure people indulge in their vices there. But when I go there, I see happiness. Yeah, absolutely. It's the happiest place on earth, man. And they look like sad motherfuckers. But so I, what I'm trying to get at is I agree that it's important to find, um, to, to realize that we are not the epitome of existence, right? 
there's no chance that that this is the epitome of existence even if we are the only intelligent life forms in the universe and nah, no extended way. universe yeah, no there's way. debates there's debates even if thought experiment even if we are there's much bigger things at play because maybe there's multiple universes and maybe there's multiple iterations of me and you having the same fucking conversation you know so no matter what there's bigger things at play and that's what that's what i'm sure of you know what i'm saying yeah. i i'm sure that this isn't it that and there's something does bigger. that certainty give you confidence to step has that given you confidence to step in direction and take the action that you've taken to build this it's um, it's helped, helped it's helped more so what that's helped is that i wanted more freedom i didn't want to work for somebody in terms of i was conditioned into the white collar desk jobs as well um i that's the reason i got tattoos in places that you're not supposed to get them because i was like i don't and that's not the only reason i wanted them in the same vein but um i almost wanted to make myself harder to hire burn the boats burn the fucking boats i love that shit you know what i'm saying Uh uh-huh so so i went all in with a lot of this shit maybe i need to do that Get a, get it between the eyebrows one like no nah, I, I i want i want to go sleep. go the hands bro <laughs> go hands. no i'm, I'm not come a on hands now. guy come on. absolutely not let's go burn the boats absolutely not but uh but uh you know even a sleeve i guess i could you could always cover that though mm-hmm. see you, you want to not give You're yourself right. an You're out right. so okay post malone face tats let's go, <laughs> <laughs> hairline tat barbed wire um yeah. So yeah, it's it's something that has helped me that that mindset of of thinking that I am not significant because I think so many times depression comes from thinking your problems are so fucking significant. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're like these problems are so goddamn bad and and so un catastrophic. Catastrophic, yeah. I there's no possible way for me to get around them that I need to consider the alternative which is not living you know and you bet your fucking ass i've considered that mm-hmm. i've i was when that health thing was going on holy hell bro i had one foot out the goddamn window covid no 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 my health oh, thing that i dealt with issue? when i was younger yeah. yeah yeah um yeah i had it all planned out so so i'm on borrowed time anyway you know what i mean i'm i feel just lucky to be here but um because i i wouldn't be if i hadn't have found out what i found out so what did you find out uh that's getting into the weeds a little bit i'll tell you off off mic um oh the solution you mentioned yeah yeah Yeah, that's okay it's not something yeah i want to just really like i've i've never heard of someone with the same thing if i ever did i would give them this solution but it's uh no a little far in the weeds i i I, uh thought it might might have been a spiritual uh, no, I wish. I wish man. as well. Yeah, no. But I'm glad that you found the solution. Yeah, no. But in terms of spir- spirituality, that's what gives me the drive to keep on keeping on. You know what I mean? Like the fact that I feel, I feel there is karma. Like people who put. So what I was getting at with the whole teacher thing, uh, the CCD teacher who was just in it to get to a better seat in heaven or whatever the fuck is that I think it's amazing when people 
are good people just for to fucking be good people not because they're putting gold stars but next to their name when they see this fucking whatever jesus guy you know later because they're like picking up this, the trash when nobody's looking when nobody's fucking looking exactly not posting it on their instagram and just picking it up to fucking pick the shit up yeah you know and that is something i really respect and that's what i just kind of came to the epiphany when i was younger i was like you know what i want to be a good person just because so religion had a good influence on me in that way it it kind of roundabout way of doing it because I rejected it so hard that I was like, fuck it. I'm going to be a good person just because I want to, not because some old fucking book to- told me to or told me how to. I know not to kill motherfuckers. I don't need a commandment for that shit. I don't want to get killed. So, yeah, I'm not going to kill someone else because I'm able to put myself in other people's shoes. But he does have assets and resources at the business. If you try and kill so, me so or if you threat my ass, then that's a different story. But uh, yeah, assets and resources. <laughs> but yeah, I hear what you're saying. So it's it's been a good practice. For Do me. you remember when you made that conscious decision? We were young. I was young, bro. No, I well, if that's so crazy, I just something popped in my mind. I was nine, nine or ten. Nine or ten. I I was brought up by such nurturing parents and caring parents, and uh, I got bullied so hard. I was like, why am I so nice? At some point in my youth, I decided I didn't want to be that nice guy anymore. And that's probably attached to, like, some inner child self-sabotage. I just had that uh, that thought. Well, hmm. we, we were just talking. That's something, pretty man. pretty crazy. I love loving having insights and epiphanies like that. <laughs> Insight on mic. That was unscripted, in- folks. Insight on mic. Um, no, I mean, that's that's just going to be trauma, you know what I mean? Like, like you not wanting to be nice because these people weren't being nice to you. Um, that makes total sense, man. But maybe that's a reason to unpack that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think, I think you're like, everyone I talk to thinks you're a sweetheart now. So I don't think you got anything to worry about in that regard. That's all right, man. We've all got our past, you know, I'm sure I've done plenty of things that, uh, you know, could be, did you just call me a sweetheart? Might have done. Is that bad? Uh, I said other people said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Who's calling me a sweetheart? I'm not going to bang now. Who's calling me a sweetheart? Tux teabagged here in a second. <laughs> Tux teabag. And we're back with Tux teabag. <laughs> Spilling the tea with Tuck. Tux teabags. <laughs> Who's calling me a sweetheart? Oh, just. I've, I brought you around a lot of my friends, man. And, mm. you know. Um, and you've become friends with them and I love that. I'm a collaborative type person. You get those types of people that kind of want to keep their friend group separate. Mm-hmm. I am the opposite of that. Yeah. I'm like, who are you? Join us. Who are you? Join us as well. Join us over here. So, um, because, because I grew up, here's part of me is I grew up not being a part of that group. You know what I mean? I always wanted to be in this group. I used to, I used to, walk to my grandma's house from schools and I'd keep my bike there and then ride to my friend's house, you know, but it was never me riding from my house to their house. So I'd have to schedule it. And my friends were always like, Oh, well we hung out yesterday. You know, we built bike jumps yesterday. We're good today. And I'm like, no, let's build them today. Cause I, I'm, I gotta go back out to the fucking ranch of aloneness, um, mm-hmm. tomorrow. You know what I mean? So 
when I wasn't a part of that group, I always just wanted to be a part of the group. And so, um, when I got older, I think like, who else is thinking that who else is like, damn, I just want to be a part of the group. And so I would always bring the weird kids in and, and, you know, bro, I'm thinking that you don't feel like a part of the group or I mean like in, wanna... in my own way. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but continue. Do you, okay. I mean, so you always you always you're always thinking about people who might be thinking that i'm able to put myself in the shoes Mm. of someone who doesn't feel a part of the group and i try to catch it i try to like like because what what's whatever is the reason that people want to keep people separate i will never understand but at the same vein people want to be different towards different people that's people putting on a face for this person putting on a face for that other group of people so i get it in a way like, you'll sometimes get that dude that doesn't want to bring you around if his girlfriend's there. But uh, but if his girlfriend's not there, he's like, come on around. It's like, okay. like, <laughs> But it's just because maybe you've done some drugs with him or something, like, before they got together. And they, they don't want you to start spouting off about cocaine or something. And, yeah. Uh, now, everybody, uh, everybody has their, you know, that, that could be a phase of evolution. Right. right. Like. But I'm like, you know what? If if this girl I'm dating can't accept my past of doing cocaine, then she can't accept me. Mm. You know what I mean? So, and I've, I haven't done coke in a long, long time, and I'm proud of that. Same. So, so yeah, I, that bit of my childhood made me a more conscientious person to that being the fact. Because if that didn't happen, I'd be like, oh, you've got your group, I've got my group. Like, why do we need to combine groups here? And I might be more like hesitant to do that. You know, so you never know what that type of thing, how it's going to come full circle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, it's, that's a, that's a type of social charisma and charm. It's good skill. It's good networking. That you'll, this is so fun. And this is something I learned from game. Whenever I go anywhere, even if I've just met someone new, if someone else new that I don't know well shows up, I introduce them always trying to farm the, form those new connections for sure and find common ground and just bring that energy. I, I think I I'd like to believe that people appreciate it. You know, not everybody's going to connect, Yeah, but that's, that's interesting. I, when I, if I follow someone somewhere and I like, don't get introduced, I'm like, I, there was a time where I'm like, why the fuck aren't they introducing me? This is Dude. weird. I'm just awkwardly standing there. I don't know this person's name. Like, what am I doing? Bro. I don't want anybody to feel that way. You know, Absolutely. Like, <laughs> no, that was, that was one of the big things when, uh, when my ex took me to, uh, her friends had a party and it was at her house. Um, and she didn't er- introduce me to a single person. Your ex? Yeah so uh most recent ex. yeah and i was what? like that's some bullshit is that ridiculous yeah Good so riddance. I, you know, well that put that on top yeah. on the list of good riddance things. <laughs> but um but yeah it's like i to me that was just so crazy because i was like i am such an introducer i over introduce mm. i'm always the guy that's like hey have you met and they're like yeah yeah tuck we've met jesus like chill i i get to that I, but it i'm happy from, to do it. yeah who cares yeah it comes from a good place i would much rather over introduce people like 
like oh this is this person that's that person they're like yeah yeah we've met because then they get a little moment of of uh, this motherfucker you know and i'm always happy to be this motherfucker you know so (laughs) so like this motherfucker doesn't remember shit you know i don't care so that's that's just how one of my traumas has really um done well for me yeah you know what i mean i've I've turned that motherfucker into a diamond and i'm very happy that it happened now and i'm i'm happy for my upbringing and the weirdness that it was and the uncomfort discomfort that i felt at the time because it's manifested itself into this conscientious person who can really put themselves in other people's shoes empathy empathy is the word you're good for finding the words that i'm trying to describe i read good sometimes (laughs) (laughs) yeah man no, I, I see that you're a connector. I I need to do it more. I want to do it more, but also I want to focus and and figure out me and figure out the business. But uh, I need to need to do it all, really. Um, my life coach says, "Hey, don't worry about the social stuff. Don't worry about dating. You know, hiatus on that. Like, this is time to build Ian." I think and that's so, smart. No, I, I support that. But for sure. there's still such a longing for me to of course bro uh that's our biology yeah yeah go out be a leader um we went i've always uh this is one thing that i like always envisioned part of my coaching practice because like when when people did it for me it was like so significant i love taking people like mountain biking for the first time Mm. um it's brutal it's a fucking workout if we're if we're on the right trail you're you're climbing your legs are burning and but if we're on the right trail, the downhill is so fun and you're so tired and so in your body in this beautiful natural setting and it's probably new and man, it just, it's completely changed my life. Like you fall, you get up, um, you have to be self-sufficient on the bike. Like eventually if you get into the sport, like learn how to fix your own stuff and you are completely at the mercy of your decisions and and how hard you hit the terrain and everything. And, um, yeah, so I I've, I've been uh I took you actually. I never no we never we, mountain we biking. not mountain biking, but I took you up the climb of Mount Soledad and then that that loop oh, yeah. around even though he had an electric bike with <laughs> a gentleman. I pedaled, he just hit hit his little I pedaled too, but electrical also, I had some assistance. <laughs> <laughs> Pedal assist. <laughs> um but yeah, dude, how fun was that? Like I love no. sharing those those experiences with people. And so uh, last weekend, I uh, I took uh, a friend who I've taken before, and two people out that I have not taken before. And uh, it's just something that I, I really enjoy doing. Um, but I wanted I want to do it more, like you know, just low key social hosting, taco night, whatever, bonfire, bonfire. Um, but it seems like less of a priority than getting this business off the ground and and building my life my finances in a a way that's more aligned and allows me to keep you know bringing good energy versus feeling this this drain that i'm currently getting Mm -hmm. um sure so yeah funny thing is that i'm like okay this week i'm staying in and doing xyz by the time like 4 p.m on saturday rolls around if if i've worked all day even if i haven't i'm just like craving just like a random like 
conversation mm-hmm. if I've been alone and like just like trying to work all day, right? Yeah. Um, there's there's another thing that I mean I went to um, Cast Street Bar and Grill in PV. Yeah, you've been there. I fucking love that bar. But you like shooting pool. I love pool. Anyone mm-hmm. wants to play pool, I'll, I'll teach you how and beat you. Billiards. Um, but just ended up um, striking up this conversation with this girl and ended up being a great convo. Got, you know, I mean, I just can't help but get digits. Like if, if it, if the conversation's right, I'm like, let's be friends or whatever. But yeah, I ended up getting her number and like whatever. Um, but just afterward, that feeling that you get of just like, I went in there not knowing a motherfucking soul. And I went out with like a great interaction and the connection. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason we connected, if you want to know my opener or opening line, um, I just noticed that when her friend left, she didn't pick up her phone right away. And so I started counting. I was like, I wonder how long it's going to take her to pick up her phone. And it was 43 seconds. And I was like, damn. And she was just chilling. Love it. Just chilling. Just respect it not not looking we call it another pickup term value scanning which is looking around the venue for value or someone you want to talk to that's or, a new one i haven't heard that you one. you heard that one no uh-huh. yeah value scanning new one for me anyway it's it's just you want to you want to be happy and centered in yourself and i felt that from her that's awesome but she was just like i was like and i was like as soon as she picked up her phone i was like can i point something out to you she's like sure you just waited 42 seconds or 47 seconds, whatever I said to uh, pick up your phone. And she, and she just laughed. She's like, Oh yeah, I was meditating. I was like, God damn. Yes. I like the heck out of this girl already. That's great. Yeah. She was gorgeous. I, uh, so since we're doing the sobriety challenge, I went to one of those, I told you about this, the rooftop party with the elite crowd. We need to go to another one. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was after the pool party. Mm-hmm. I had three birthday parties that day. Oh my gosh, I was oh, sober, Mr. Popular. So uh, I'm not. I'm not saying that. <laughs> like I, I was honestly like I probably shouldn't have gone. I was so exhausted by the end, but I was sober, so I was able to make it to all of them and, and support all the friends, which is great. That's dope. But on the rooftop party, I'm sober, and I, I, yeah, I, I. I'm also on the hiatus, like a conscious hiatus of dating, and I've been told to like not, uh, you know, approach with the intent of, you know, pursuing women anymore. Again, yeah, but you could approach ego. with the intent of making friends. I I said hi to people I knew, and casual introductions resulted thereof, and I had lovely conversations. But there were times when I was alone, and I was just like there and looking around, and just like not any fun. And it is a very interesting experience. Like, mm-hmm. um, I, I love that this girl was meditating. I don't think that I was consciously meditating. I was just like trying to be present and breathe and be like, I don't have to do anything right now. Right. Right. And it may feel like everyone is looking at me and thinking, who is this loser without a drink in his hand? But right. it's, it's not, that's not the truth. Like, no, um, so yeah, being that's sick that she said she was meditating. So right? tell I was me more. Like, tell me more. I was instantly like attracted. Yes. But uh-huh. Uh, same thing, man. I'm uh, well the thing is like we're talking about at the very start, like def with when you have enough experience in this shit 
and you've had enough great nights and enough wins and honestly i've had enough sex for like five lifetimes you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i'm good and but now i want like meaningful sex you know what i mean not necessarily you know every time but i'm not gonna pursue like one night stands i'm not gonna pursue casual shit you know it's it's i'm just i'm good in that regard so i'm more coming at it like whatever happens happens but i am not as we'd say swinging for the fence i'm more like i want to have a good interaction i want to i want to get a laugh because i realized that (laughs) getting a laugh gives me life man i love making people laugh so and genuinely you know and really actively listening and being so another thing is i love not seeming drunk like being on that either sober or that barely buzzed come up like one to two beers where you're like you're listening so intently to that person like they feel heard you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and so being sober really intrigues me i i think that you don't like going out sober Huh? You don't like going out. No, sober. fuck. I no. remember. I remember. I tried to make you do it a few times when we first started going out together. Yeah, if I recall correctly. Well, drinking's part of my and DNA, I, but uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I am definitely. Yeah, I, I. That's why it intrigues me so much because I see people do it and like yourself and do it well, and so I'm like, damn, it's possible. Um, but I've been, you know super drunk enough times in my life as well to where I never want to do that again either you know so so what I want is like great conversations good experiences good interactions laughs laughs and we'll see where it goes from there if it goes nowhere great I will take the good interaction great experience laugh if it goes somewhere great too you know did you did you go out by yourself when you first moved here Yes. When I first moved here, mm-hmm. I went out by myself a couple of times. Um, but no, yeah, a couple. Dude, I went, ba- I went out by twice. myself so much. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's I, next level. That's, I didn't, I didn't, I like maybe pulled like once or twice, but um, like most, most times I would like, I'd be like, okay, it's time to go. Like, yeah, had fun. Like maybe met a few, maybe met someone I'd see again. A lot of times not, but I was still like young and new and into it and, way less confident in my own skin but right i remember right. going into omnia mm. alone that's a rough one i had a few i wasn't drinking that much um and i was just like dude again striking conversation with anybody whoever was in line right and i it's it's interesting um i went to the drew party alone i went went sober tried to strike up conversation in line like some people are accepted some people aren't when they aren't, it's like, yeah, whatever. It's cool. Yeah. You brush it off. You brush. But you, you got to be like a quarterback, man. Yeah. Short, short <laughs> memory. Yep. Short memory. Um, One thing I did notice is that everyone, everyone is asking, where's your drink? Oh, really? And I got sick. I, I think it was. You just got to get a water, though. Yeah, I couldn't even. There, there was such a line in the bar. I didn't even mm. want to wait gotcha. for the bar line to get a water. I was like. And guess what? You know, holding a drink is a crutch. Like, yeah, it's casual. It's it's mm. fine. It's like a pacifier. <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> does this give you comfort to hold to hold a drink? You need to hold a drink. Interesting. Interesting. Um, but people are annoying. So it's it's more of a 
Well, it's, it's, it's more two to things. get rid of the annoying. Some people, people are annoying. Some some of my guy friends just give me shit. Some girls are attracted to me and want me to start drinking. <laughs> like uh, I was like convinced of that. That's maybe cocky, but sure. Um, but maybe it makes them feel more comfortable because they're yes. drinking. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh-huh. And people. I mean, what is it? Misery loves company. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe it, they're it, miserable. They weren't miserable. I know. I'm just um, saying. But and you, I, you but I, the uh, argument that they're drinking because sure. they're miserable. But I, I like, I had to like explain like, oh, I'm doing this challenge a few times that night. I got so sick of myself hearing it, and uh, mm. I, I really was there to support Max, who's starting a DJ career. And when I, and he was DJing Sugar. Have you been on that rooftop, Sugar Factory? sick Mm-mm. hope they do more events there um, i've seen the sugar factory in vegas but no i haven't seen yeah. where is it here downtown oh, okay. um hmm. yeah it's, it's like i don't know eight stories up something like that shit not maybe not eight maybe six is all right and are the clubs open mm-hmm. again like on this was a private they mm. san diego nightlife and their partners rented out the roof to put on this event some birthday party called life is a movie gotcha some dude but then gotcha. they rented out local downtown it was sardines and then there's like you know warehouse parties and stuff going on and hmm. yeah when when i learn of them i share them too now you have <laughs> you know i believe it yeah uh-huh. i work too damn much now but what's that i work too damn much now but i'll, um, I'll make it to one of them oh no I'm, I'm like if if i get wind of another one we're going <laughs> okay yeah i'll go <laughs> fuck it because because that's the thing is if you're not drinking then i won't be compelled to drink either so if anything, I'll have like a beer. Have a few. I don't care. No, no. But my thing is, I'm I'm intrigued by it. Is what I'm saying. Like I want to. It was weird. It was uncomfortable. Yeah, um, it's gonna be. It course. was, and and this was the, at the start of the challenge, and also, like, pretty early into the hiatus, and that rooftop was like the first environment where I'm surrounded by a plethora of beautiful women Hmm. and I am consciously not approaching the ones that I am attracted to. Um, Engaging in some conversations with ones that I'm not really attracted to, but just being nice. Yeah. And actually listening and listening. Yeah. Trying to learn about them, you know, asking them what they're excited about. Uh, what's a, you know, stupid question. Like, what did, you know, what are we celebrating for you this week? Like, Tell me about a win you have this week. And, you know, it's crazy. Some people have it right away. Some people, they can't answer anything like that. Like, hmm. and then you instantly know, like, I'm just like, well, we're on a rooftop. You're drinking with your friends. Like COVID seems like it's coming to an over. It's coming to an end. Like life's good. That's something to celebrate. That's like, um, there's endless things to celebrate. Man. Yeah. Gratitude exercises are, are a great thing. But in between those interactions, yeah, with on the hiatus, like not approach, like in between those interactions, I would usually like go around, go in the line for the bar, or, like go find something like, oh yeah, I want to go talk to her. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe like even a little search for security to go back to friends, right? Like I'm, I'm tight with my friends, girlfriends, uh, you know, which in my mind, it's crossed my mind that maybe that's like a crutch in social situations, but yeah, I mean, I would um, say allow yourself some crutches. Like, um, you just gotta qualify because everything is a crutch. Wearing, you'd say wearing a shirt is a crutch. 
in some ways because it allows you to fit into the venue more or like you know doing your hair with a gel or whatever the hell you do well, people with hair <laughs> hey, fuck i don't you, know dude i'm from new jersey i'm gonna uh, use fucking hair gel in my fucking hair hair gel <laughs> um so you know like the things like getting a water like talking to the friend's girlfriend things like that i would i would try to reduce your judgment of yourself on that because yeah. you're doing so well in every other aspect like you are definitely hard on the not drinking because i i'm pretty sure i tried to get you to drink at the, at the uh at the house party at the pool party so and you're like no bro i'm good i'm good i'm good so i mean you gotta you gotta plus minus it you know what i mean there's always gonna be a crutch here and there and but you're you're staying away from the biggest crutch you know the the one that alters your mind the one that um numbs your inhibitions and things like that yeah. so i still uh still do weed yeah, um so fucking you 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 usually can't tell when i'm doing it no you're high sometimes right i get a i took one I'm, i feel great right now <laughs> how is my my articulation oh it's just fine is it prime it's just fine i'm two medium rare three beers deep if you count the one that i had yeah uh, you got you got here. a little eye going but you're pretty good <laughs> <laughs> nonsense <laughs> nonsense i think i'm a, I'm, think I'm just a little tired but, but now it's 12 20 i just looked at my watch and i was like oh, 12 20 yeah yeah well uh, that's probably probably a good good time to wrap it but absolutely, no I, bro but isn't it amazing we we ended on a, a note about game you know a, a very relevant to what i'm going through and, and you are as well but yeah there's so much to learn in game it's endless it's an endless sea uh, and and I I think that it should also be some sort of a college fucking course, how to I, how to deal with game people you're attracted are going to be a huge part of what yeah. I yeah because it's not just guys and girls like girls need to learn this shit too there's there's more and more girls learning this type shit because the playing field is being leveled like guys mm-hmm. are getting demasculinated. Demasculated. 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 I don't know. Whatever what the, the hell, which is no more masculine, that word. Um, Demasculinized. That's it. No I'm idea. pretty sure that's exactly it. Um, but as as this playing field levels more and more, like guys are, girls are needing to approach guys just as much as guys are needing to approach girls. Damn straight. So that things are, are moving and shaking because... We don't want to offend. We don't want to like come Especially off as when creepy. Have a mask on. Yeah, we don't want to do all these freaking buzzword things that girls say when it, when it goes wrong. Um, you got to get good at rejection. Girls need to get good at rejection. It's, it helps you in every aspect of life. Mm-hmm. Knowing that you're gonna be okay if you're rejected, if you're embarrassed for trying something that you wanted to happen, it's a valiant effort. You know what I mean? And it's something that when you realize that it you didn't die you know you're gonna be much better for it and that nobody hurts you because you you know approach someone other than my boy uh in vegas a couple weeks ago yeah that sucked but story for another time but it helps you it helps your self-confidence so much when um when you can get that harsh rejection or something like that and realize, you know, that person maybe was just having a bad day or really wanted to take out their anger on someone and I was the culprit, but it doesn't have anything to do with me because I'm the person over here bridging the gaps, fucking going the distance, taking the risks, 
making the motherfucking world go around. So people can be wallflowers their whole fucking life and miss out on all these opportunities with with high-level motherfuckers, high-level individuals because of their fear of rejection. So getting over this thing is the basic main principle of game and and it's everything that i have appreciated about learning this shit you can pick and choose what you like and what you don't like just like any sort of self-help topic you can take the good and throw away the bad or take the stuff that resonates and throw away the stuff that doesn't so it's yeah i would implore people to to learn this shit i i think where do they go where where do you go to learn game i mean I don't even know anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So this podcast, there's a few, yeah, (laughs) this podcast, my, my upcoming branded material. Yeah. Maybe that's more tucks upcoming branded material. Um, there used to be a company called real social dynamics. RIP. RIP. Um, yeah. I, I want to keep it alive. I want to share that. It's alive and well. There's uh-huh. there's this guy called Las Vegas Lost Boys. I sent you a video the other the other day, not too long ago. Maybe I saw it. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, he's he's saying all the stuff that's like edgy and not necessarily like the the PC stuff. So he's he's dancing with the devil. But um, I appreciate that. You know what I mean? I like yeah. I like to hear that. I, I like to see it. I don't want to like toot my own horn, but I am, I've never really thought of it as dancing with the devil, but today's a, devil, the devil, sure today's political today's devil, but it, just the expression I'm going against the traditional approach, approach to mental health management of couch therapy and drugs. Sure. And sure. I'm like, not, it's not that like I'm against that. I just like really believe it's flawed and it's not enough. Um, so you would say maybe how to take action to make your life better rather than realize the reasons it's bad. Yes. In a way, in, in a way, but I, I, I just want to reflect like, so in the way that lost boys, Las Vegas is approaching controversial issues that can have valuable insights and, and point to harsh, but real truths. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what I'm doing with the like the side effects of pharmaceuticals. Pharmaceuticals are overprescribed. It you know how much money is in, involved with that. Right. It's a harsh but real truth. Right. Um so I I love people that dance with the devil that 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 Same. find that line. Check that know? video. Scroll up on our text uh, Yeah, I'll find it. It's on there, man, cuz some of the things on I'm there. I'm still not on TikTok. I need to get on TikTok. I think I found this dude on TikTok, <laughs> but it's a YouTube video. So cool. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, concluding we'll thoughts, going, man. Yeah, Con- concluding no. thoughts. So, we'll, like we'll keep this shit going, man. We'll we'll uh, we'll try to do this semi regularly. But I think I think yeah, what what we can definitely do is kind of get your podcast going. Do you have any ideas of the name of your business yet? My the name of my business is Brothers Reborn. Brothers Reborn. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah, so we can get some sort of like podcast that we do more regularly on just these types of topics. Yeah, you know, because mine's more gonna be, you know, different guests and and what they're about and plug in their type of thing. But yeah, we can definitely get yours going um, and do that shit more regularly. Fuck yeah, bro! Feel me? 
Yeah, dude. All right, bro. And well, thank you. This is awesome, man. Fun times. Tea with Tuck. <laughs> DTF. The DTF podcast uh, episode, whatever the fuck it is. And, Except uh, I am not DTF. I am not available right now. <laughs> Dave Tucker and Friends. It's not DTF. <laughs> I know. Um, well, yeah, that's it's it's a little condom with a tie, so lots of meanings. But yeah, anyway, uh, thanks for listening, and I hope you guys enjoyed uh, this two hours and thirty some odd minutes podcast. I enjoyed it. Hey, it's if, just us hanging out. It as flies far as by, I'm right? Concerned. This is this is amazing. Like how comfortable this is. <laughs> And how natural this is. Like, this is a great way to hang out. No doubt. Mm-hmm. No doubt. I've, I've noticed that podcasting, the time flies faster than anything else that I do. Um, so, yeah. I always that's, look, that's awesome. I look forward to, to doing it. And I look at things in life where the time flies. So, we'll do it again, my brother. Appreciate you. Cool. Pound Dave it. Tucker, scalp symmetry. <laughs> a positive influence on everyone's life. My name's Ian Western. Uh, keep a lookout. I'm a male mental health coach. And yeah, what's your, what's grateful. your Instagram? In, Instagram is at Ian Western, I-A-N Western, like a Western movie. Um, going to be starting with one-on-one coaching and then building out the business from there. Want to just share a message of holistic healing, uh, of encouragement, uh, reach out to anyone feeling alone low in a dark place and and reassure them that this is temporary and then they will get through it and that people want to help you get through it so find those people and grateful for tonight for this conversation for this dope ass studio (laughs) and uh for your friendship my man absolutely brother all right everybody thanks for listening bye